You're listening to the Radio Revolution. Rick and Bubba. There is time for change, and it is now. It's time for a revolution. Six minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba show from the broadcast plaza. Teleport Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler all here today. Coming up on the program, Riley Green, uh, country music uh, singer-songwriter. Uh, there's a concert coming up at uh, Burgess Snow Field in, at Jacksonville State University tomorrow night. We'll tell you about that with Riley Green. Also, Granger Smith will join us a little later on in the program. It's a Country Music Thursday here on the Rick and Bubba Show. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Well, Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba Show. All right, so th- we're now going to – because you got to be paying attention right now anytime the, the government goes for a grab, and we're talking about all the little kings uh, around our country right oh, now. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. You got uh, Queen Whitmer. You've got uh, you know King Newsom, and of course uh, the guy who just thinks he is just huh. the, the the all, and that is the governor of New York, uh, King Cuomo. Yeah, uh, with his with his little uh, with his little tiny uh, assistant uh, De Blasio, uh, comrade De Blasio. And I'll tell you one thing: you don't do. You don't question them. No, you do not. Well, how dare you? How dare you question me? <laughs> right. oh, I just can't wait to be king. Rick, the fact that he wrote a book praising his own leadership style <laughs> through the COVID nineteen pandemic when it ain't over. Right. The book's not finished. Buddy. No, it's no, not. No, no. The story that, is not over yet. Rick, I can, what level of arrogance is that? <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't even fathom that. I, I, when somebody t- when when I saw that come up, I thought this has got to be a comedy <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, and I want all the, I want all the young socialists out there to understand. These are indicators of what it looks like to that you're watching the ruling mm-hmm. class. This yep. is this is how they they live the way they want to, and and you at one time did because you were in a constitutional republic well, that gave family, you maximum his, liberty. His family, his own New York for no oh, telling how yeah. long. Oh, yeah. oh, sure, what is dad governor yeah, too? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So well, and again, let me tell you the thing they don't like either. They don't like if a reporter that they thought has been properly screened, not to ask them hard questions, <laughs> begin, begins to, begins to ask them hard questions because guess what else. Uh, the ruling class does. They own the press. Mm-hmm. They do. Does that sound familiar right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, hey, rules, don't yeah. you don't you question? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Watch so it. here's Cuomo. He gets really upset when a reporter keeps asking him if New York City schools are going to remain open. Here, here here's a little back and forth. It always said, if by the state's numbers you hit three percent, the schools close. What's going on here is nothing that the law hasn't said for over a month. We then had the test-out procedures. If you were paying attention, you would have known we closed the schools in New York City two weeks ago. Remember when we did an orange zone and a red zone in Brooklyn and Queens, and we closed the schools? Don't you remember that? Okay, so don't you, so what are you talking about? How, what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. 
That's the law, an orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And I then I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Still, parents are still confused as well. The schools no, in they're not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. No, I think but parents are law. very confused as well. well. Read the law, and you won't be confused. But, Governor, let's follow up Jimmy's question. Are the schools going to be open tomorrow? The schools are open by state law. But will they be open tomorrow? That's the question. I think Jimmy's correct in, in asking that question. I don't think it's obnoxious at all. Well, I don't really care what you think. Oh, I just wow. can't wait to be king. <laughs> you, know you know what he said? Who is this? This is not the people I've assigned to be here to ask me the questions I want to hear. What about that tone he's got? Oh, he's the biggest arrogant. Of course, again, I hope it's nothing important ever happening because once that guy starts all them hand signals in the bottom corner, I, I yeah. hear nothing. I, do, I yeah, constantly I watch him and see I was if what in. word means what. Yep. And, and, you know, I, I don't. He was even doing the sign language with the tone. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know sign language, and I'm glad they offer that for people who I need that. Do it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I start trying, I start seeing referees doing signals when I see them doing that. I think, oh, he just called a Why legal procedure. Why don't we just put the words across he, the know, bottom subtitles? Yeah, yeah. Well, like every movie now. Well, Greg, then you get into some people say that I, I, didn't, I, don't, I only know this as my language, but when he tells the guy to, to follow the law and know I the law, do you right. see him get mad? Oh, yeah, when he's doing the motion. Right. They have to do a motion. Well, th- well, because you know why? The person wants to know what's going on. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I get preoccupied with it and I hear nothing. Yeah, I know. Well, this is, and this is like the doctor that we played out of Canada. I think what the government's, and I will give credit um, in our state. You may agree or disagree with some of the things we've done where we live. But I did hear the governor's tone the other day, and I agreed with it. She made the comment. She extended the mask ordinance, and she says, I understand that at some point the government is not, doesn't need to be in charge, and I'm paraphrasing, of your life. You're going to have to make these decisions as the citizens on your own. I'm extending it, but know that the, I'm, not, I'm not going to keep coming up here and just keep saying, the, gov- the 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 state says do this do that mm-hmm. at some point this is going to i realize that you all of you're going to make your own decisions about your businesses make your own decisions about if you go to a business make your own decisions about how you live your life uh, the government is can't be in charge of every little move that you make and it's not our job to you know dictate every move under the guise of this is the because the government doesn't know what's going to they they ha- they have a general idea of what make some common sense, you know? But then it starts stuff like this where you can't question them, you can't ask for clarification. Same that right there. Uh, what do you mean? And here's what's, here's where you got to get – and I, there's unstable people out there, and I got that. And there will always be unstable people. But where you start have to get concerned is when people that weren't unstable, this process is making them unstable. And I don't know the answer on this particular story, but I am seeing people that normally that this – this isolation, this these shutdowns, it's it's making people crazy. I mean, I mean, it's making them stir crazy. It's making them depressed. Uh, the suicide rates, businesses that never return, people who had jobs that were lost can't get them back. You know, that's what that, that guy was trying to scream out of Australia. Quit talking about the great job that we did. We may not have as many cases at one point. Of course, they have to go back to their life at some point. Watch, it'll probably go up. But we also don't have jobs anymore mm-hmm. because you can't shut down an entire economy. Man slashes International House a pancake mm-hmm. worker who asked him to wear a mask. 
See, see no, we can't. And we're already having arguments about masks, and you need to put your mask That's on. That's a little much. You don't have – no, no one should be attacked for telling you to wear a mask. Mm-mm. So I'm, there's no condoning that. I am, though, pointing to this saying that people are, are, are getting to the point – where they're they're going to have a they they they, they kind of break they have they yeah. they they get tired of, of all this and 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 here here's a, 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 he's being told to wear a mask and now he gets a knife out and goes after somebody mm-hmm. yeah and you know you don't want you don't want people with knives uh, slashing people because they've been told to wear a mask no. No. now no. it's obvious that this individual probably has other issues yeah I would yeah. say so I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think he'd that. be mad about anything mm-hmm. but but we're gonna people the people. And again, don't forget, somewhere in the middle of all this is, is still, and I'm not talking about this example, and I've said this on the air, somewhere in the middle of all this is a spirit of liberty. Now, I know that generationally we're, we're slowly working all that out, but it still exists. It, it's in our American DNA yeah, it, it, that we, we fought back and we don't want to. I mean, the people who came to this country had, had Rick, they were rebels on some level, okay, because not everybody would jump in a boat and sail across the ocean for freedom. So everybody that came here took a big risk, and it's kind of in our DNA. We like to move around. Mm-hmm. Think about the You know, we always talk about the American love with the automobile. Why is that? Because we like to move around. Yeah. It's not just metal. It's the fact that we have the freedom to get out and move around, do what we want to do, and it's just part of the American DNA. And the founders would lose their minds that now we've shifted from that to saying let's all be good to each other, let's look after each other, let's be, let's be wise, let's use some common sense. Let, I don't want to put you at unnecessary risk. Don't put me at unnecessary risk. But what we do now is go, uh, we don't know what to do. Let's just ask the government. We don't know. We, we, we can't think for ourselves. The government has to tell us where we should and shouldn't go, whether we should or shouldn't wear a mask. Uh, you going to wear a mask today? I don't know. I guess you got to check with the government. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and we've become, we're becoming those people, and that's that. There's going to be some pushback on that. Right. Not, not everybody is going to be willing in this country to live that well, way. Well, and, and I think, too, when we first shut down, and we've talked about this, when this first happened and everybody said, hey, we need to, let's shut down for two weeks, everybody like, okay, yeah, yeah two, two weeks, weeks, I get that. Yeah, let's do that for two weeks. And then that turned into a month. And then we're, we're now let's fast forward to where we are now. Well, now if they go, hey, we need to do it again, everybody's like, hold on, no, no, we yeah. ain't doing that again yeah. now. Y'all fooled us then. Yeah. We, you're not doing it now. Yeah. My business went under. I'm, I'm just now getting, I'm clawing back out. Well, I ain't it, doing you, it again. And, and originally we were trying to flatten the curve so we didn't overrun our health care industry. And then it turned into more of we're going to try to keep everybody from getting sick, which you can't do. Yeah, that's you're exactly right. 100% right. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're simply the best. Proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. 22 minutes past the hour. Thanks for being with us. And we'll get to some of your phone calls coming up shortly. At eight six six, we be big. All right, I was just uh, you know checking around, seeing what's going on today, and uh, you know it is the month of November, and uh, I just happened to see Adler, you know, posted something uh, that it was his anniversary. Wow, today. so mm-hmm. sweet! And he wow. and his wife. Ooh. Uh, and and then. Did, did he tell you he didn't? He did not want to do anything. Well, he 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 started in on me, and Scared. then I just we just told him to stop. He didn't. He seemed like he was he was. 
I guess, um, happy that we even remembered and said, hey, happy anniversary. But then he went into why this doesn't even need to be on the show. So, so I, we were going to sing happy anniversary to you. Four years married today. And four, four years. Wow. Wow. One, two, happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. I had my headphones up too loud during that, by the way. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Happy anniversary, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Were you thanks. trying to hide that? No, I wasn't trying to hide it. No. <laughs> I, I, I posted. I posted. Okay. Speedy said the way that he's not sure if he wants it to be something on air or not. And then you said that you, that you know. Have you written a love song? <laughs> I, I didn't write a love song or anything like that. I okay. Here's here's what I say. Hey, to little person. Speedy was hey, like, hey, little person. Speedy goes, is it your anniversary today? <laughs> By the way, hey, little person's not about me. I'd appreciate you not singing it to me in regards to me. Okay. So I'm in as a father. I'm in the kitchen, and Speedy's like, hey, is it your anniversary today, man? You know, we, we you want is that how I said it? You want you want to do a segment? I mean, we could we could talk about it. He's and overdoing. Wish your happy like, anniversary. And I'm like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It is my anniversary, but I mean, generally speaking, when I get out on the air in these situations, it's not really about that. Right, right. We kind of have a radio show to do, and I understand that. Right. So, I mean, it generally becomes more about the bit versus wishing a sincere, heartfelt, happy anniversary to me. You're afraid that what starts off as something warm and and sweet turns into to, to a bit. Right. And before you know yeah. it, we're we're ridiculing you. And <laughs> yes, I got yeah. one thing to say Actually, about hey, little person. Right. Case in point. There it is. <laughs> so so, uh, so I said to Speedy, I mean, we could skip it if you want. If you want well, to, we, we made, on the, on this program. By golly, if you're part of Team Rick and Bubba, and you and your wife are having an anniversary, it is mentioned on this show every single time. Well. Happy anniversary, baby. Four years, best four years of my life, and we just getting started, baby. Oh, baby. 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 Four years ago on opening day of deer season, they got married. That's That's right. That's right. And I appreciated you guys being there. I thought us wearing camo was probably the wrong way to go. I cannot believe that's about four years. Hunter's on. (laughs) It was outside at the barn at Shady Lane, so we blended. Yes, yes. Um, Speaking of deer hunting, Rick, you invited me to go deer hunting this weekend. Yeah. And well, after, the, after the Bible study, you and I had a conversation. We did. I'm just going to be honest. I gave him and, some tips. Y'all and, know this. And, and gave me some tips. I was like, I, I would really like to go is what I said to Rick. But we're also hosting. Oh, I didn't know that. We're also hosting uh, her family for Thanksgiving. So they're coming over to our house. And I'm saying to Rick, I'm like, man, I don't know if I can pull this off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can make it happen. Yeah. You're talking about they're going to be at the house and you're not going to be there? No, 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 no. For Thanksgiving. They're coming over for Thanksgiving. So this is our last weekend to prepare. I got yeah, it. In my got mind. In my it. mind, that's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm thinking I can't go. Right, so, right. Yeah. And Rick and I are talking, and Rick's like, dude, you need to just go in and say, man, Rick invited me to go this? hunting this weekend, but there's no way I can do it. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, I, I told him no way. <laughs> I told him no way instantly. I was telling he's him. Never that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's what you need to do. Me. Rick, you said that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. And then at the very end, you even like you're texting me, I'm just telling him no way. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling him. Ain't oh, no you way. About that one? Can't do family that. Family first. Family I'm out. first. I'm out. It's our anniversary weekend. I cannot I go, even though Rick's getting older and his wife didn't like him to go by himself and his sure, kids, he and nobody hurt. and his kids yeah. can't go with him like he thought he could. Right. And, but right. I best. I, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. Right. But, he uses a harness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Now he'll be hanging upside down in it. Right. Uh, oh, wow. So that's what I did. 
Okay. With the it work. hopefully he, intentions of her saying, you know, no, no, we can work Sunday. We can just clean the house down on there Sunday. Saturday afternoon. He'll be fine. You, right. Why don't y'all go do that? And so I start going in on, on that. I'm like, yeah, Rick. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Rick invited me, but I, I told him, you know, we couldn't do it. There's no way. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, you and I, I mean, we've got a, a lot of stuff to do. And then Aaron says, yeah, plus our anniversary date. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> forgot that. Hey, and I, I was forgot. like, I was like, yeah, yeah, plus that. <laughs> oh, that's in addition, yeah. in addition to what I was Adler, just talking about. Adler, oh forgot my god. about. Oh my it, god. Man. Totally forgot. I have something I want to say Completely here, but I'm, plus forgot. our anniversary I, I, date. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you got reservations and everything. <laughs> babysitter. <laughs> yes. Her parents are coming over to babysit. Because you. Okay, you've already hey. said it, so I can say it now. Wow. So as I'm sitting there talking to him after we did the Bible study, I said, hey, you know, I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to get out there a little bit this week. I don't know how serious I'm going to take it, but <laughs> I said, I'm probably going to be solo. If you want to come down, you know, whatever, just let me know. And uh, and and I will say he did not immediately go, oh, I can't this week. It's my anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I completely mean. forgot. I know the day is today. But then after that, well, you went into you the, forgot about the plan. You went into the yeah, strategy. Right. You went into the strategy, yeah, and so you didn't good. even lead with. Of course, I told him no because it's our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have been point one. Uh, the whole thing. I should have just oh, scrapped wow. it from the get go. The, the moment you mentioned it, Rick, we have reservations. Oh, it's by already the way. set. Look at this. What? This is sweet. By the way, while you're I forgot all of it. Hey, while you're so talking, by the way, she just posted a little happy anniversary to you oh. with with song. And Rick, I got it here. Great, great, Let me great. pipe it in here. Great, great. I mean, this is from oh, Aaron sweet. to you. Hey, little person, <laughs> I don't know you, but I want to. This is a song about a baby. <laughs> hey, little person, I can't wait. This is a song about a baby. I think it's way so wrong. My bad. I'm sorry. So, 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 so is this exactly what you're talking about? This is what I was speaking of. This is what I was speaking of earlier. Well, he grabbed his phone. Oh, really? Oh, really? What? Adler, you, you may remember me asking the question you know? when, four yes, years yes, ago. Yes, yes, you did. When I said, you know if you get married on the opening day of deer season, you're going to have an anniversary on it pretty much yes. unless the dates change every year. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I bow hunt, so I get a, I get a head been, start. You, yeah, you've already been out there. Shot my bow once this year. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, happy anniversary. It's fun, buddy. though, to get out and shoot your bow. Yeah. And, oh. you, and you're right. Thanks for reminding me that really in the future, opening day, we, can, we can't even talk about that because you're, it's right. your anniversary. Depending, yeah. <laughs> I'll start moving it to Friday. Friday yeah. date. There you go. Yeah, Friday get ahead of it. Friday That's day. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, happy anniversary to yeah. you and Aaron. Thanks. Thanks for the four years. <laughs> it's a song about a baby. That can't not stress that enough. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. That we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Hi, this is Linda Evans. And you're listening to the two sexiest fat men alive, Rick and Bubba. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of Thirty-five minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba. Hey, have you been thinking about you know what? 2021, I gotta get after it. I, I, I got I got product, I need to move it. I, I I wish I could be on the Rick and Bubba show and listen to them talk about my company, 
uh, our services. Well, it's time to get a game plan, and you can do that with us. Lock Arms, uh, we have uh, different options based on what your budget may or may not be or what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, why don't you email, use this email, rickandbubba at syndicationsolutions.com. rickandbubba at syndicatedsolutions.com. That's our national sales team. If you'd rather do something on a local level, we can whatever market you're in, you can contact us, and we'll put you in touch with the local option as well. Uh, but it, uh, start thinking about uh, a marketing plan. We, if you hear, if you notice, there's not a lot of turnover here, meaning the people who are advertising with us, they are seeing results because of the audience that's out there. Uh, you know, and so um, uh, if, if there's room available for you, uh, you need to find that out and go ahead and get your plan together, and we'd love to team up with you locally or nationally or both. Uh, and uh, let's get uh, your message uh, to the Rick and Bubba audience. Again, Rick and Bubba at syndicatedsolutions.com. Uh, all right, so Bubba, are, are we going here? Are we going to dive into this? Well, it's interesting. Um, and again, I, you know, I don't know what to believe now. There's so much out there. There's so much uh, deception. There's so much this and that. Uh, and and it's in, it seems like it's in everything that, we, that we're dealing with. And right now we have the election. Still going on. That's right, Rick. <laughs> That's right, Rick. <laughs> and Sidney Powell, who is the uh, lead attorney in this with Rudy Giuliani, I mean, she's she's you know very well respected. She's been a uh, a federal prosecutor, and um, you know she's she is all in that there is a giant conspiracy going on. No doubt. That if, as they have dug into this election, they have unearthed some things that are very disturbing. I will say, Bub, I'll go this far. Listening to her talk and listening to people who know her, she believes that she can make the case that the election was unlawfully taken away from Trump. She does, but I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true or not. But right. I think she absolutely thinks she can. And now, I don't she's know. General, she's General Flynn's attorney, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. And and she, you know, has defended him successfully now. And um, she's from North Carolina. Rick uh, was a federal attorney for ten years. Now has a practice, I think, out of Texas. But she handles a lot of these high profile <clears> cases. <throat> and uh, I don't know. I mean, if she has uh, been hired by Trump, obviously she's going to defend him. That's her job to be. Uh, you know, on his side. But I think she is so well-respected in a lot of areas that the fact that she is so all-in on this that she would not be putting that much effort into it if she really didn't believe it. It's kind of like what we were talking about with the California governor. You can say one thing, but what your actions really indicate what you really believe. And she appears to really believe that she has dug into this, and it's bigger than even the Donald Trump election now. Right, you know, when she was defending Flynn, she would appear periodically on uh, on Hannity and some other places, and you know, she was she was the one that would say, "Look, this Russian collusion thing is absolutely uh, under. It, it, it is an attempt to overthrow the president." She was always coming on throughout this whole four year campaign, saying, "Look at this, look at that, look at this." So I just don't think she's surprised by this, and it's almost like, "Hey, I've been at this a while." Uh, and, right. and this is just their latest attempt and the only one that's been successful so far. Well, we, we talked about earlier, and we'd mentioned this uh, Dominion software, Dominion machines, uh, this company that oversees elections. There was reports that they actually started in Venezuela, and it was a way to uh, – it, it was a voting tabulation system that was actually set up so you could go in and manipulate an election. <laughs> and that's how a lot of these, uh, you know – 
uh, tin can dictators were keeping their their kingdom alive. They would have an election, but mysteriously they kept winning. And um, Rick, I, I don't even know what to believe and not to believe. Now we'd heard that there was a, and we talked about this on there. It's in several published reports. It's not top secret. Uh, that there had been a raid on the Dominion software servers that are located in Germany, by the way, which is strange to me that any vote tabulating system would take votes out of the United States and go to a foreign country. Does everybody think that doesn't yeah, just that open the odd. door for more fraud in, yeah. involved? When in that stuff? story first came out, I thought, this doesn't sound right. I don't know that we can just run up in somebody's country and grab things. Well, there, the report has gone deeper now to say that, uh, and, and several people who are familiar with, uh, you know, activities that our government would have to do on a foreign soil have come out and said that, you know, this can't actually happen like what they're saying. But what did happen or what apparently happens is that we had a raid by U.S. forces on a U.S. military base. Which makes more sense where they would not need special uh, authorization from the German government to do it. But they actually raided a CIA server farm and took some of their equipment. And all of this was done without the head of the CIA or the FBI in the loop, which you go, no, wait a minute. This is getting, this is getting really crazy. I mean, is this a James Bond, you know, plot or what? Um, But what it would imply is that if it was true or if it was partly, and it may be totally made up, again, I don't know. I'm just giving you, there's various reports coming from different directions, and we're trying to to get some confirmation on some of them. But what it would look like, if you just try to draw the lines, what they're saying is that the CIA, either knowingly or unknowingly to the Dominion software people, were hacked into their system and were manipulating their numbers, but it wasn't by some foreign power. It was by our own CIA that was running the operation. And you would go, well, wait a minute. Are you telling me the CIA through Dominion could be changing the outcome of what people think are free elections all over the world? And that's exactly what it means. So that I know that is so far fetched. I mean, I hear myself saying, "You go, well, that that sounds info wars to the ten. But but those reports are out there. So I I hope they're not true. But it is really really strange. Well, apparently, some stuff that Adler was putting up on our YouTube option it indicates that Sidney Powell is suggesting this. Sidney Powell, and she has a congressman from Texas who appears to be backing the claims in this. Um, and she's saying that they are gathering this evidence and they're about ready to present their case, not only to the courts, but to the American people. And I don't know, it's kind of like some of these other things you hear, you know, we've heard about the Pizzagate thing forever. And oh remember they were going to come out in September yes. and mm-hmm. they were going to spill the beans and JFK Jr. was coming back and, you know, all of this stuff. Oh my gosh. And and we blew right through September. You mean that didn't happen? It, it, it never happened. So who knows? Dang, I was banking on that. But, mm-hmm. but Rick... It, what what if you if you follow this line of thinking, you would say Sidney Powell, the president, they they had a feeling and it looked like through some of their numbers and 
the things they were seeing, something wasn't right with some of the electing, uh, election numbers. We know the mail-in voting had an issue with it, blah, blah, blah. But as they started digging into this, it looked like they found some problems with the Dominion software and Dominion machines. And as they've investigated that, they found out that if you follow this line of thinking, that the CIA had infiltrated them and was manipulating them. I don't know. It's it's very strange. So what that would say is that if if the election was not fair and it was not above board and it was manipulated electronically through these machines in certain states, that it was the CIA behind it and somebody in our government, some kind of deep state cabal, if you will, was involved in it. And does all these firings at the Pentagon have something to do with this? Or is it just Trump having sour grapes? I don't know. I don't know. But it is all very strange. Yes, it is. Uh, And, again, that's just reporting everything that's out there. And I guess at some point we'll get down to an official ruling one way or the other on on all of this. But it's not going to happen quickly. They said that this operation was carried out without the head of the CIA or FBI knowing, which would indicate they would think they're in on it, right? Yeah. We'll take your phone calls next. All 10 lines are available. Rick and Bubba. the uh, lines available. Harry Murdahl's lining up phone calls. Coming up next hour, we talk to country music uh, uh, singer-songwriter Riley Green. That's coming up in Granger Smith later in the program. Today on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, author of Leading America, President Trump's commitment to people, patriotism, and capitalism, and host of Spicer and Company on Newsmax uh, at 6 p.m. on weeknights, Sean Spicer will be our guest on Rick and Bubba University coming up this weekend. We record that today. Uh, All right, let's uh, start uh, with Jonathan in Oklahoma. Jonathan, you got 30 seconds on the Rick and Bubba show. Go right ahead. So I went down to the library the other day, and I needed to print and send off my credentials to the uh, unemployment office. Whenever I got down there, I had a full-face motorcycle helmet on. They wanted me to wear a paper mask underneath the helmet. I refuse. I've been banned from the library because of it. <laughs> oh, goodness. I got banned from the library once, but it was completely different. Right. Um, so uh, so you had on a complete motorcycle mask covering up. Yep. A, full a, face a, helmet. Full face wow. helmet. And they wanted you to put a mask underneath the helmet? Yep. Paper mask underneath the helmet. Well, goodbye, library. Yep. There it is. Gone. Gone. I understand, again, the DNA of the situation, that we just don't like being told some stuff. But I think sometimes it's just easier to wear the mask and do what you need to do and get out of there. I think the thing that that gets people is I don't mind doing, you know, whatever needs to be done unless I begin to find it illogical. And and, You know, there was a time in our country where when seatbelts were invented, this same kind of thing went on. People cried about it, mad about it, Mm -hmm. raised heck about it. Hey, well, I'm not wearing a seatbelt. They even went as far to say that it would cut your, you know, tear through your organs and all. I mean, yeah. there was a big outcry about freedom when it came to seatbelts. No, you're right. 
People say, you know, hey, I was. And on, I don't like the mask either. Don't don't yeah, get me wrong. But, but, but what I'm saying is, on on the way, and we've said on this show, I don't know if you've ever heard us <laughs> that we don't think you should be made to wear a seatbelt. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But I also mm-hmm. think you're crazy if you don't. Thank right. you. That's well, the thing. But it should <laughs> be. In, a, in the middle of a pandemic, right. I think you're a little crazy if you just don't put one on. And Correct. Move around. Correct. I mean, so we're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about the freedom of the of, of a liberty loving American citizen right. deciding for him or herself whether she puts it on or not. Bingo, yeah. and uh, and then you suffer the consequences if you mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, and uh, you know because there are some people saying, "Look, I, I don't like the fact that I've just put my suit on, or I've got my I've got my dress on, or my outfit like I like it. I'm going to a meeting, and my seatbelt comes over and, and wrinkles me all across here. Mm-hmm. I'd rather make the decision on whether I want <laughs> yeah. to do that or not today. Yeah, and yeah. I'll take the chance on hoping I don't have a wreck. Absolutely, right. Um, so, but what to your bigger point, you know, before you know it, something that people agree or disagree on is mandated. Exactly. Yeah. It's mandated. It's just like with Thanksgiving, we've made a decision as our family not to get with my parents on Thanksgiving out of precaution. But let us make that decision, not the yeah. government telling us we can't get. You have to trust us somewhere along the line. I mean, right. I, like I've said before, I think you're crazy if you don't have your your bar locked down if you're on the screen machine at Six Flags. Okay, well, you're you're, yeah. you're an idiot. You're yeah. going to be yeah. launched out into the lake. Yeah. But I, you know, again, the government telling me to do it. I, I, I don't mind the ride provider saying you have yeah. to do it if you want to ride. Yeah. That's their business. I'm in mean, your private that. park, yeah. right? And if I don't want to be, don't want to abide by your rules, I don't come to your park. Right, right. But when you come out into my world where I don't have choices and start mandating things, that's different. Yeah. The well, just like you're talking about with us, and we haven't decided yet. Mm. My parents are sitting there. One, one, one is will be 80 in January. One just turned 79 in November, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're trying to decide whether a quality of life. Would I rather spend Thanksgiving with my family? At mm-hmm. this point in my life, is it really a life to stay bottled off into this house and never see my family, never see anybody, and not do Christmas and not do Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Is that really a life I even want to cling to? Mm-hmm. But it's their decision. Yeah, the government shouldn't mandate to them where they can and can't go on Thanksgiving. Exactly. exactly. Uh, let's go to Marie in Huntsville, one hundred point three, uh, the River. Go ahead. Hello. How are you doing, chat? Good, Marie. Go hey, ahead, Marie. Yeah, I was watching uh, my usual, either uh, Tucker or Hannity, and they were talking, or it might have been news facts. Anyway, I digress. Um, there was a police chief, I think, who got sacked for arresting some of these yobbos that were defacing statues and generally being vandals. I was just well, you has this country gone completely nuts? We're handing it over to somebody who couldn't organize a piss up in a brewery. Oh I've never heard that analogy. <laughs> you know, she told me Virginia. Sometimes I'm glad I can't yeah. fully understand yeah. Marie. Yeah. I think she's talking with the Virginia police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the story. Professor Walter Williams, George Mason University, said it best, and I, he used the part about the arsonist, but it's a bigger point. The government comes into your office, they've given you their resume, and they want to be hired for fill in the blank. What in the world would you let them do? <laughs> the, 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 what have they shown they can do better than the private sector? Uh, we continue to Robin in Ozark. Ro- uh, Robin, go ahead. Hey, guys. Um, Monkey Grass. Thank you very much for um, the call. Hi. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to say that I was listening to the radio the other day, and I swear by John Michael Montgomery came home, mm-hmm. and it got to the chorus, and it sounded just like Greg Burgess. 
So I just want y'all to listen to I Swear by John Michael Montgomery. Give it at least through the chorus and see if it doesn't sound like the real Greg version. So Greg sounds like the country version. Huh? Would somebody find it? Mm-mm. That makes no sense. So, so you're saying that the <laughs> country version of I Swear sounds like Greg on the chorus? Greg, I think yeah, I, she was, was complimenting you. Is her name Robin? Was that right? Robin? I think. Did I, say? I think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I'm worried Robin's thinking about Greg a little too much. Well, that's what I was saying. See, that was yeah. a compliment, and Greg's in there going, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> John in Auburn. Johnny, go yeah. ahead, 30 seconds. Hey, I was just calling to let you know, um, Bubba was talking about Home Depot and Lowe's the other day. What I don't understand is when you go in there, the sign states you have to wear a mask if you enter these premises, but people right. don't wear the mask. That's not the government telling you to wear the mask. They own the business. And if they do wear the mask, it's below their nose. The virus goes through your nose. So, so what's the difference between me going to Grandma's house and the sign says no smoking, oxygen use, and me firing up a cigarette? <laughs> well, probably well, you, you'll have an immediate. Uh, you could have an immediate chemical reaction in that one that uh, that has nothing to do with the government but physics. Yeah, that that's what the uh, doctor that was earlier on the program out of Canada who was trained at Cambridge. He said most people wearing masks aren't even wearing them correctly. Yeah, he said so. Really, all it's become is uh, kind of a uh, placebo. You know, I, I see you, and, and it makes me feel better that you have it on, even though I can tell there's nothing the way you're wearing that mask that's going to stop you from giving it to me. But it makes everybody feel better. But, hey, Bubba and I, look, we believe in private. If, if it's your private business, your private land, and you want to dictate what people can and can't do there, that's fine. We're, yeah. we're talking about uh, out in your world that the federal government says we mandate what you can and can't do, not private business owners or private whatever. Yeah, right. because if I don't want to go to a business that mandates a mask, I have that choice. You, right. But a lot of the things the government mandates, I have no yeah. well, then I have no can. option in that. That's right. Yeah. I may go to the box store that doesn't make me wear a mask. I might prefer to be there uh, if there is one. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't think you got one right now. Uh, let's go to Brian in Montgomery, I-92, WLWI. Brian, go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. I hey. just wanted to ask you, um, why do y'all think America has had such a hard time with this? We've got more deaths than anybody. What, what separates us than, than the other countries? Well, let me ask you this. Do we have do more we? deaths percentage than, wise? than anybody? Yeah, percentage-wise of our population. Because, you know, we got a lot of folks. we got three hundred and getting close to 350 million people. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard, I heard this. I, I don't think day. it is. I, I, I've heard this, and I've heard people start trying to talk like about our overall health. Mm-hmm. Our overall health is not where it needs to be in order to handle something like that. But are we going to get accurate numbers from Iran, Russia, China on their death? No, of course not. So we don't, but we even, don't really know. Even from the industrialized world, we'll say the others. I, I still, I saw we're, we're like number nine on one list, 12 on the other, right? Right. What, what about percentage? Are we a higher percentage than anybody? Uh, so, all right, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest bad men alive. These girls you love never gave back diamond rings. I wish every porch had a swing. It's six minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Wish Thanks for being with us. We still learn to say, sir and ma'am. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, uh, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here this hour. 
Uh, we uh, are going to be interviewing, uh, starting this hour, we come back with the music from uh, ACM New Male Artist of the Year, the Riley Green. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. How you doing, buddy? Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged and glad to have a fellow Jacksonvillian on with us this morning. Yep, here, Riley Green joins us for the Rick and Bubba Show. Riley. What's happening? Well, we're, we're fired up and ready to go. Are you ready to hit Burgess Snow Stadium tomorrow night? Hey, man, I'm ready to eat when it ain't hot during two days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Riley, that's quite a change going from playing there, uh, playing football, to, to now you're entertaining to a sold-out crowd. Yeah, yeah, I don't get yelled at near as much. I'm, I'm still, if I saw Jack Crow in struts, I'd, I'd probably just roll up in a ball. He, I'm still, he still makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, I, I used to say, Riley, if you ever played football in, in the true, true, deep, deep south, and it can be detrimental because it took me a while to actually give my life to Christ because I wasn't afraid of hell. <laughs> I remember asking, is it humid? I know it's hot, but is it, is it humid? Uh, but uh, so anyway, um, how about uh, we do have a concert tomorrow night. Congratulations, by the way, on how your career is going. We, we thanked Greg earlier for launching your career. <laughs> yeah. and, Did uh, he ever pay you for that gig? Oh, here Riley. we go. No, nah, man. I, like I was going to send him a Venmo request the other day. I don't even know what to charge him anymore. It's <laughs> a lot My less bad. than you get now, I promise. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that he didn't pay me. It was that he made me feel like he did me a favor by letting me play at his kid's birthday party. That's what got me. Well, weird. it pretty much launched the whole thing. It right, did. Man. I mean, I mean look, that gig down there at Loco Mex was good. Right. <laughs> it was Loco Mex, Greg's daughter's birthday. Boom, big machines looking for you. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Welcome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's tell people about the opportunity that is presented because they need to kind of move on this. If you'll go to rickandbubba.com uh, in show notes, we've linked it. Because of everything going on with COVID and all that, they're not going to let people just kind of line up outside and get tickets. You need to go ahead and get your tickets online. This is a, a fundraiser for the athletic department. You did something similar with the baseball um, uh, with, with the baseball field, and uh, and this is something maybe that we can do every year, maybe to help with the athletic program in there. Their their yeah, need to raise money. I, I, yeah, I mean JSU did so much for me in the sense of I mean I tell people all the time we didn't have a, a home football stadium when I was in high school. We played our football games at Jacksonville State, so I grew up a Jacksonville State fan, and uh, you know that's where I started playing music at. Started playing in Brothers and Pelhams and all those places, and it just kind of helped me get a little bit of confidence and and to go play country music for a living. So me being able to go and and come back home for one and just you know, more than anything, play a concert in a year that's been pretty tough on everybody and give people something to kind of look forward to. You know, it's, it just seems like we need it now more than ever. Yeah, we were laughing about Eric Church saying, look, I'm glad I got entertained the year, but did we really have a competition this year? Who, who was able to go play? <laughs> Riley, with all this happening with your career, uh, what has been the most surreal moment where it kind of hit you, what, what's going on, and that, that the fact that you are making it big in a business that you've always wanted to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of something every day, it seems like. I mean, right now it's the fact that I get to go hunt places where there's big deer. <laughs> and you get invited to go? Nobody wanted me to hunt their property in Illinois when I was building houses for a living. So that's, that's been a great change. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, like I play in the Ryman. I played the Ryman last night. You know, they had a little socially distant concert there and uh, playing in the Opry the first time. You know, I opened for Jason Aldean last year and I got in front of 20,000 people every show. Like Stuff like that. Just It's almost so many things have happened in the last couple of years. Obviously, you all know what a song on the radio can do for a music career. And it's it's been kind of a whirlwind of 
things I never thought I'd accomplish. Let me ask you a question, just the reality of what you were just talking about. So you 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 start out like a lot of you know you, you kind of did it the old school way. You weren't on American Idol. You weren't on whatever you know the Voice or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you you really started out there grinding the way it used to be done. So you're playing at the Mexican restaurant. You're playing at Brother's Bar. You're playing at Greg's <laughs> daughter's birthday, and, and, and then and then you start working your way up. And you're playing small rooms. You're playing these places, and all of a sudden. Here comes – you've been accustomed to that kind of intimacy with the people in the room, looking them in the eye. You walk out on the stage, 20,000 people. What did you adjust as an artist to play to 20,000 versus playing to 20? Uh, that's a pretty good question. I, I mean, I, I'm probably still adjusting, but what helped me a lot was watching. And I, and I never went to a lot of concerts. I played every weekend, so I would, I would go and I'd watch the, the second opener, the headliner, and – you just to fill a room up like that, I think it's really kind of an entire band thing to just kind of play a little bigger, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as far as like, I wish grandpa's never died. You're not going to shoot any fireworks off during that song. You know, right. so that moment yeah. of sitting on a stool and playing something acoustic, that still has a life in a big 20,000 seat arena, you know? And it's, it's pretty cool to see for me because I've always kind of wanted to be the more of the singer songwriter type because I never thought I was going to blow anybody away with my vocals. And, it's 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 been good. I mean, I think you learn something new every show. So what's happening tomorrow night is going to be at Burgess Snow Stadium. Uh, you can you can even you can get individual tickets, but they actually have this option where you can get a table uh, for your donation to the JSU Athletic Department. It's uh, presented by Randy Jones and Associates Nationwide, empowered by Coca Cola, and and so you can get these tables, and actually they'll be set out on the field. But all the you know different pods will be set up where there's distance between everybody and all that. So that is an option too, or just do the individual seats. But but tell us who I know the gates open at five thirty local tomorrow at Burgess Snowfield, and you guys start at seven. Who else is on the bill? So I've got some guys that I'm just a fan of songwriter wise. Guy named Ray Fulcher wrote some of Luke Combs songs. Had a lot of success in the last couple of years. Dave Kennedy, I would say, could run up with Chris Stapleton vocally. Just amazing singer. Wow. Uh, Adam Hood. Who's a uh, you know play, I met playing in Birmingham. He's an Auburn guy, and uh, you know they're going to sit around out there on stools and play songwriter style, just like we do out here at the Golden Saw Music Hall down the hill. <laughs> and uh, and then Drake White and his band are going to open up. So you know it's, that's crazy for me because I've been watching Drake for years, and he's a hoax bluff guy. So he was happy to to jump on and help. But it, it'll be a good show, and it's I can honestly say it's something to go watch well before I get on stage. I'm excited about seeing these other guys. Where where are you sitting right now? I'm seeing some good, some pretty good deer mounts back behind you. Yeah. What where where are, are my house in Pleasant Valley? <laughs> Let me tell you what that, that's, that. that's a good looking crop of deer right there. Uh, yeah, they yeah, all those... came from Pleasant Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I started to especially, say you, you didn't shoot that on Johnson one. Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. all right. So oh, uh, we're getting a tour. Oh, oh there it is. Okay. Wow. Good, great. You are getting some good you, invites. You are getting some good yeah. invites, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the hunting is just a means. To, I mean, the playing music is a means to an end. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, get, Riley, if you played the Rhineman, did you say last night? What time did you get home? About two. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's yeah. the way hey, to be. Y'all know how it is, man. I, and I can't complain this year. Right? It's just been a pretty easy year. I think <laughs> I think COVID hit during turkey season. Uh, I did a little fishing this summer, and then deer season came in, and I'm on a, I'm on a world tour. So when you do something like this, like tomorrow night, this is is this kind of dipping our toe in the water? Can can we get back to finding a way? I know people have been doing drive-ins and 
and now we're going to try to social distance in a pretty you know big stadium. I mean, uh, it, it's not the biggest of the big, but it's still a stadium. It's yeah. not like you're in a, a small room. Uh, yes. What's the plan so going got, forward? I mean, how do we get back to it? I, I hear stuff all that. My booking agent will tell me, you know, March is going to be regular again or June or whatever. And nobody knows. I don't know where they get this information at. I, uh, but, but I will say that they're, you know, the, the promoter that I got to help me design this show that's doing these tables and pods and socially distanced. There are smart people out there that are going to figure out a way for people to go and play and have yeah. country music again. I mean, if you can have athletic events, there's a million things that, that, that people are finding a way to go do. And this is one of those that we just got to figure out. I hope that there's some sort of normalcy comes before too long, but at the end of the day, it's just, uh, you know, if, if we can go and, and have a country music show and, and, and people be safe and it's just, you know, and, and raise a little money for the university and the, in the process, is you know, something I think we need to go do. Well, people need it. I mean, they need it. And and how about yeah, we this? appreciate your help giving yeah. back. Amen. And good news to all of you that may want to travel into our state for this tomorrow night. It is going to be a beautiful, beautiful weekend. The weather is uh, going to be gorgeous tomorrow. So you'll love it. You might need a little light jacket. That's about it. But it definitely won't be cold. If it's not going to be hot and humid either. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a great night to to be in the stadium. So Riley, here's one of those moments, and I'm sure you'll tell other people. You know, when people say, "Tell me one of those moments." We're about to ask you to do a Rick and Bubba liner. Live that, on the air. Live on the air where you're going to say, hey, this is Riley Green, and I want to thank Greg for my start. And you're, <laughs> and you're, and, and you're, you're listening to the Rick and Bubba show. So just any, any way you want to do it. So when you get ready, go ahead. I've, I've definitely made it at this point. Then. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is a biggie. Mark this one off the list. <laughs> hey, this is Riley Green, and you're listening to the Rick and Bubba show. How'd that feel? <laughs> oh, great. I mean, yeah, you did a great job with it. You've probably done one or two of those. I yeah, you've done a few of those. <laughs> do you ever think, though, you remember you think about that, hear other people doing you like, and now the first time you're doing liners for radio stations and shows, man, that's cool. Hey, looking forward to you yeah, couldn't believe when I, I like they give me a sheet of them this long to yeah. do it one time. I started yeah, to say, they, they give you a hundred of them to do at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure yeah. and give Greg a shout out tomorrow night. We expect <laughs> it. <laughs> Riley oh, Green. Yeah. See you, Riley. Thank you. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour. Our thanks to Riley Green. He'll be in concert tomorrow night, Burgess Snow Stadium. And if you'd like to be there. Just go to rickandbubba.com and check those links. It's raising money for the athletic department. You're also going to get a fantastic evening. And like we were talking to Riley, probably a lot of you out there that can make that show. You need to get you, – you, boy, you need something like this. Yeah. And it'll be outdoors. It's going to be a beautiful fall evening. Yeah, it really uh, is. It'll, it'll be nice. So uh, so it, maybe that's something uh, you can do this week. And let's, let's go this way. Where we live, Bubba, uh, it is the opening weekend of rifle uh, season for – uh, the pursuit of the American white-tailed deer. Mm-hmm. So long awaited. You got you got Riley and these these other performers. If your husband is headed out to to hunt the deer, you and the ladies load up and go to the concert. There you go. How about that? It's not a bad idea. Mm-mm. It officially opens what Saturday morning. Saturday morning, but you know we got to get settled in. Yeah, go spend the night. I know. I've just I've just double checked. Now it's just me thinking out loud. <laughs> I was just double checking because the longest time I thought it opened last weekend. Remember, and then somebody yeah. said, "No, it's another yeah, week." Like, if oh, you want to hunt with a bow, that's okay. But if right. you want to get that rifle out, you right. might want to hold up till Saturday. And <laughs> yeah. I'll, here's where I always get confused. And I got shut down by someone. Not that I did anything wrong. 
because I'm like you, Bubba. I always want to be make sure I'm following all the laws. Rick, to I, the letter, I absolutely, to absolutely, the letter. and all the safety. Yeah, and so I I did cancel my afternoon hunt tomorrow because I, I realized I I can't hunt tomorrow. That's not legal. Right. Not not with a rifle. I need to hunt Saturday. <laughs> I'd like to see you become a big bow guy. You know what? I dabbled with it this year. Mm. I, I had I had a friend that. Uh, that, that I, had one, I had a friend that I had asked friend. me that asked me to go a couple times, and they had a crossbow because he knew there's no time to get me on a compound bow trained, uh, you know, yeah. like I'm showing up today. William Tell, William Tell. No. <laughs> so I, I, those crossbows are pretty easy to operate, and I shot those a lot and, and did some targets <laughs> with that. You mean so, a primitive weapon? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Well, when you can when you can group the bolts or what people not familiar with it would call the arrow mm-hmm. from a crossbow in a coffee cup at 50 yards away. Uh, that yeah. is quite a primitive weapon. Yeah. yeah, right. So I, uh, you know, so I liked it. I will say that I'm not to Bubba's level on snakes and stuff like that, but I honestly don't really enjoy uh, out in the woods when it's hot and, and bugs. And no, all I don't need I'm not, I'm, I don't really enjoy I don't that. like sweating out there. Yeah. And so I don't want to freeze, but I don't want to sweat. It's not so much. It's trying. not so much that I don't think I would enjoy bow hunting. I don't really, that time of year has never lent itself to going hunting. Uh, but now that I don't have kids you're playing football and all that kind of stuff, you know, maybe, you know, I think I realize I'm starting to realize now that I have more freedom mm-hmm. than I have been accustomed to. So I I really can go do some of these things that right. I normally thought. Well, once yeah. fall gets here, man, I'm you know when you were raised by a football coach, had kids that played football, great. Mm-hmm. You've got a kid coaching football. There's almost a mentality that the fall is off limits. You don't have time yeah. to do anything, yeah. but go to football games. And I'm realizing now that that's not my life anymore. So there's more it's things I can up. do. Yeah. Opens it up. Yeah. There, there's more things I can do in the fall. Well, I was out there a little bit yesterday, and it was just beautiful. I mean, the, we yes. didn't have any wind blowing. Yeah, Most of the leaves are gone now because we've you know had what three or four hurricanes come yeah, through. Yeah, right. yeah. And the trees that are still standing, you know, <laughs> the most, most of the leaves are gone. Yeah. And the stout. ones that fell over, they're dead. They've been dead for a week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, it was really pretty out there. Well, it's it's interesting. I've, I've talked about this and talking with Riley Green, and, you know, some of you, I think you still can enjoy this story even if you're not into deer hunting. So we know, and Bubba and I have had a chance to hunt in them, and, I, and, we, and I'm not a purist. I I believe if someone has a high fence, but it's inside a large area. Now, I'm not for these pens where you're only in there with a hundred acres or something like that. But if if you're in twelve hundred acres, two thousand acres, eight hundred acres, you know, inside, you know, a, a high fence to me, that's just good management. And my experience has been these deer act just like deer act anyway. And sometimes if it's a place that's pretty busy, they've been under a lot of pressure. So I don't mind that. I haven't done it in a long time, but I'd never have been. Oh man, that's, that's a offense. I, I don't. I don't care about any of that, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's poorly done. And these are not true outdoorsmen. And I'm, I've never been in that situation. But I would. You know, people that I've been involved with do a good job with it. So there is uh, some high fences out there. So inside those high fences, they have bred deer. You know, to incredible genetics, and these are deer are expensive because people pay to go there and hunt. And I know some of you don't like that. That's not the point of the story. So it, you actually kind of like this story, I think, even if you're in that. So the storm, you know, when that hurricane came through, it knocked down a lot of high fences. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, a, lot trees of, and a lot of trees. So yeah. so some of these deer are now free range. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're talking about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, Whoa. listen, listen. And there is one where we hunt that oh, has no. been spotted now three oh, times. Boy. Oh, boy. And it is an all-out who and I keep telling I bet everybody. Gary has and, put the rest of his life yeah, on hold. Yeah, listen. Hey, have you seen him? But here's the thing, because I do have an update on that. Oh, but I, if everybody, listen, guys, I got it. 
but the rut is not coming to our county until like mid to late December. Let's let him breed. Right. <laughs> now, now, listen, I know nobody's listening to me. I, I, know, I know that nobody's listening to me. But let's, let, let's, if we're going to take him out, let's take him out like at the end of December. Because he's toting some high-dollar breeds. Yes, he is. Oh, and yeah. I'm afraid. People pay a lot of money for his I know. Breeding. I just, I know I might as well have been talking his to that essence. wall. Hey, yes. I might as well have been talking to this wall. I know, yeah. But, but let me tell you the kind of, t- kind of area they'll cover. So at first, he was really close to the farm. Well, I, I saw a, yesterday a latest sighting, and now he's about 15 miles oh, Rick. from me. Oh, so he's and you know where he's where we sighted? Hey, down there by Lake Mitchell. <laughs> so um, interesting. So anyway, a, I hope wow. he I hope he come, you know come, come on back. He's gonna get hit <laughs> by on. a mail carrier. Come on back. Yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. You know the latest footage of him? His antlers are so big, the guy almost hit him, and he knocked the uh, mirror with one of his antlers yeah. off of the car, and the car missed him. So then the guy videoed him as he was on because he got kind of confused because it hit his horns. Oh no! So he almost got hit by a car. Well, and yeah, two, that, that, I think not only that, but I think a lot of these really big bucks who have become really big bucks because they live deep <clears> in the swamp and they have very little interaction. Are in a neighborhood? With, yeah, with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've seen some of those lately yeah. too. Sanctuary. Uh, not a lot of uh, interaction with humans. Because of the storms we've had and the trees that have been down and the work that has been done on some of that, I think they're getting spooked out of that. So I think we're seeing more really big bucks roaming around in places we normally don't see. Yeah, like they got pushed out of those areas. Yeah. So, so we, yeah, it's you know, uh, if you live in the swamp and three hundred trees are down in your in your muddy area, then you probably are going, hey, can't make it in here right now. Right, I got to move out of here, and so they'll be in different places. So we'll see. But for us, it'll be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. Dabble in it uh, at the farm a little bit this. Uh, so this you're going to get everybody in the county together and say, "Don't, don't, don't They're take it out." Can They're you not. imagine me sitting down with Larry Wayne? And say, "Look, <laughs> I, I know, I know he it. looks like an elk, right. but <laughs> if you'll let him breed, we might have yeah. more elk. Let's yeah. let him get through the rut." But that's not going to happen. How would you like to be one of the natives? Your the rut shows up and this guy's in town. Woo. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Granger Smith will be with us coming up next hour. Uh, also, Sean Spicer, our guest on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast coming up this weekend. All right, so our very own Michael Helms can weigh in on this uh, this mention of Gabby.com slash Bubba. Talking about yesterday, you you were exactly the kind of person that I've been describing in in this in this commercial, and that is, hey, I, I now I'm hey now I'm a grown man. I got, I got to get insurance from a car. Got to get insurance from a house. Everybody, everybody says you got to have insurance. And what do we do? We drift over to the agent or the agency that our parents used, or some guy we knew from school and old Snickerfrizz, and and we go, <laughs> hey, hey, I need to get this insurance done, and they, they get it done, and it's over. You get your paperwork, you check that list, yeah. and you don't even question it. No, they're yeah. good to you too. Yeah, and and, and it's not they're not bad. They're not I bad. Know. Yeah, of course. Now they may be charging you more than you are need to, than you have to pay. You, I think they're probably taking advantage of the situation. Sure, maybe. Sure, yes, yeah. Nobody questions the rate when she's your old friend from high school, do they? No. Uh, or no. this was daddy's agent. Especially if after it's been 10, 15 years. So <laughs> when you heard us talking about Gabby.com, need review. you did what a lot of us did. Gabby.com slash Bubba, you went, and yeah. you, you wanted to find out if old school buddy was charging you a little more than maybe. And, and what did you find out? It, it turns out he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> you, how's that? How's that what would you say, I'm about you what, 40, 50 bucks a month you yeah, saving now? yeah. Hey, that'll add up when you get around the holidays. Sure it will. 
Sarah, do you you know what you can go to ringbubba.com, get something nice, fifty bucks. That's it. So get you one of these boxes, a yep. Christmas box. So are you paying too much? Uh speaking to you, the supporter of the Rick and Bubba show. Most of us are. And for the very reasons we just talked about. It's plain and simple. And so go to Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com slash Bubba. This is free. It doesn't cost you anything. They won't sell your information. You put in your insurance information for automobile and homeowners, and then bam, 40 of the top insurance providers pop up, and then you see their price for the exact same coverage. We're not talking about you reducing your coverage. We're talking about you paying less for the coverage. And then if you look and you do have the best deal, well, then good. That feels pretty good, too. Uh, did you? Did I tell you, Bubba, the other day we've gone up on our average? Really? Yeah, people are saving about a thousand dollars a year on average. Oh, you got to think love about that. that. On average, hey, that means a lot here at the right. end of the year. It really does. Mm-hmm. It takes about two minutes. Is it worth it? Thousand bucks, probably. Uh, so go to gabby.com slash bubba, g a b i dot com slash bubba. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. That's the key right there, Rick. Because you know what I said. I ain't got time for that. I know. Ain't nobody got. time But for hey, that. it's let me tell you, that time is well invested. You're not wasting it. You're Comes investing. Mm-hmm. It you know. You know what? We took two twenties and put it in your pocket. Every yeah. month, yes, mm-hmm. that's all right. That, yeah. that, that, I, I'm being conservative that. on that factor too. That yeah. may be a maybe little, fifty. Yeah, it's probably closer to. Mm-hmm. It may even be closer to sixty. Okay, what is, what is big? Yep, there it is. It's coming back. I'm letting it grow <laughs> out. Y'all keep going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm a decent. Look, I'm, I'm decent looking either way. I'm you need to thin it, it out right he there. Is, the I, he has to clean. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda is not I'm, liking this. By the way, she's not I, liking me. I like when it had a sharp point. I didn't like when he rounded it off. Yeah, he's declared. I'm letting it grow. I want you to bring it out there to the point it looks dangerous. <laughs> like you can cut on it. Look, I'm letting, I'm letting it grow out. <laughs> At least you can. Right. Yeah. There you go, Speed. Yeah, it always goes back to that, doesn't well, it? It is perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and, and I look, I'm already getting pressure at the house. Hey, you need to go and get that cut. It's that time. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to let it grow. Look, I, I feel like I only have a one more run maybe to, to have a little longer hair. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know if I'm going to spike it. I don't know if I'm going to comb it over. I don't even know what it's going to look like. I don't even know if I can do any of those. Mm-hmm. I think I can put some product in it, spike it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your, your hair is uh, it's, so thick. It's, it's thick, but it's yeah, a different. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of like artificial turf. It is. It really is. It is. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yep. It, it you looks, could take some ground balls on it. Yeah. How about this? If that front is the corner of the end zone. If it rains, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it rains on top of your head, we ain't worried to be driving. No. So good, right? There it is. Right there. <laughs> it. Go with that look. <laughs> Thank <right> you, Adler. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'll see. I, look, I, I'm just I'm letting you know. Is is there's a reason? I just I want to see what it. I don't know what my hair. It has been. I'm 42. I have been cutting it so low, um, for 22, 23, 24 years. Oh, really? oh let yeah. it go. I've let never. It go. I've since let it go. since college. Since when I got married, it was a little longer. Um, but it's been. I mean, it's been that long. Would it, would it, is it going to grow kind of like a pillow or something, though? Is it going to like. It's going to be puffy. puffy yeah, I yeah. think so. I don't know. Puff Rick, daddy. Rick, that's part of the experience. Hey, you've got to let it go. Or would may, you say fluffy? It may look like a chia pet. Let it all go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it, I may, need that. it may actually uh, lengthen out so that I can calm it over. Like, I don't know. Grow it as no long idea. as Adler's. Yes. I have no idea. Now, I'm not going oh, that far. Yeah, yeah. Great. Those headphones are going to start pushing out. Yeah. Well, I've already noticed, too, like when I get here in the mornings for the kickoff hour, my hair's still a little wet. Mm-hmm. Then I have this indention mm-hmm. that I've never had before yeah, because you're letting, letting it grow so, a little bit. Because um, you used to be, for 22, 23 years, you've gone with what I call prisoner of war. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you just, you, just <laughs> take, you take it down until they shave you. To, to be, it's the best way to keep you clean. Here, here's here's what I'm going yeah. to battle. Right now, Amanda is being very nice about it. She's mm. just casually throwing out every few days, hey, you need to get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. But there is going to come a point where she gets frustrated about it. Hey, like, seriously, like, I'm going to do it, or I'm going to do it in your sleep, or we're going to take – I mean, I, I well, don't know. And now, 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 now's a problem because I think most men, if they were honest – if there's anything that we can do about it, there's certain things you yeah. can't change. But if your wife likes your hairstyle, likes your facial hair, yeah. likes whatever, you stay with it. I know. Yeah. If yeah. she doesn't, her displeasure of it usually wins. But I take because, her back to yeah. this. Okay. Hey, babe, the hair was long when we met. Oh, okay. When you thought I was fine. Yeah. I want it long, Ooh. long. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not going to be long. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. But y'all uh, may see some product in it in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Realized I didn't it. have any this morning and needed it. Because it's got to that point where I can spike it up, do oh, some yeah. stuff with it. Yeah. But I didn't have anything laying around. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. use toothpaste in a tide. It'll work. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking for somebody who's put it in there while you're sleepy. <laughs> oh, I, I believe oh listen. Look, I got to be careful in the morning. I'm dangerous. Do you remember that time we did a, a whole show of trying to figure out what's in Rick's hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? I mean, I put something in my hair. I don't know what it was. And I, I literally had to go to like a beauty shop, and they had to wash it out. Oh, it looked like you put motor oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never I, seen anything. Like to it. this day, I don't know what I put in. It. Here's the problem I have that I don't know if it's going to just correct itself. I I have a major cowlick in the back. Oh, okay. Mm. And, oh, a double. And that's why I've went to cutting it so short. I was tired of managing and messing with that. Right. And having to explain to people when I go get my hair cut, hey, now listen, there's a cowlick back there. Let's work around that so it doesn't stick up. Now, was it a cowlick or the crown had got out of control? It was you a cowlick. One time I had like dueling crowns. You did. You know, it was like, it like it was hurricane like, system. It was two hurricanes battling it out, and we've tried to kind of trim that out. You got to yeah. watch that. You got something going on back there. I don't know what that, that is. That one spot? Yeah, yeah it's more gray it's like than it's anything. bleach. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. a little bleach yeah, spot. Got a skunk you got, spot. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that. Before. Is that like a mole? Uh, Could be. Could be. No, I got some of those too. So. Right. I, I got about everything. You know, <laughs> I got about everything. <laughs> Got just about everything. You name it, I got it. <laughs> I don't see how you can see that it's uh, any wider than anything else. I know, now. but it's all it blended in together. It's another shade of white. I do. I do want y'all's. I'm sorry, Speedy. Would you want to go do something? Yeah, I know. Because this conversation, you can't even really participate in. It. Yeah, Speedy, I would you like sit your, this one out. I don't even know. And why. I'm close second. I don't even know why I feel like I have to say this because I know it's going to happen either way. I would like y'all over the next few weeks to go. Not necessarily on air, but just in, hey, Helms. Really, I'm I'm agreeing with Amanda. Or hey, I think you ought to let that keep growing. Okay. Well, I'd keep, like to see some advice. But from here's y'all, the problem. Some guidance. Here's the problem. This bunch. I know. I, I know what I realize. What I'm see, I want for. you to look as funny as possible. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I want you to look weird. You know, I, I mean, because that's good for the show. Yeah. I tell you this, though, you could have a smoking mohawk. You can yeah. start at the peak yeah. right there, yeah. buddy. Keep the peak Ooh. on the front of the mohawk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But hey, sharpen hey, it hey. up a little bit. You need to get it, get it out. Yeah, you have to edge it. Yeah. Greg, if you had the freedom, you and you had and you had the hair back and all Which this. I don't. If you had it though, what I you, have won't even grow. I don't know what happened. To yeah. Well, if you if you had the hair back, and you there would be no repercussions like, hey, your wife wouldn't like it, or nobody would. Would you mohawk? Yeah, just for like for a second to show up on the show with a mohawk. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why not? If I had the hair to do it, if I had the hair to do it, I would do all kinds of funny things. Do you think I should do a mohawk one last time? Yes, Rick. You got a great hair for a mohawk. Uh, Sorry. 
I don't know. Tease it up. Again, it goes, I think you're in a, in a good position go. because we're all headed to your position, and you're already there, so it'll, it'll look I like you're be, not aging. I don't have right. the head for that. You know who should No, I don't either. I, I'm, I'm I look like you. Bull from Night yeah. Court. You know what I mean? It's I know. horrible. <laughs> horrible. Look, Greg, I think I can do that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You can do that with no problem. Yeah. In fact, well, that, I think you've had that hair. What is it? That's a that's a fancy mullet, isn't it? That's a mullet slash mullet. He's landing in between. I'd come a little more mohawk. Clean up a mullet. That's a mullet. But you know who Speedy is when you start hullet. When you start getting older and you don't know what your hair is going to do, you know who Speedy is? He's the guy that's already had COVID. Yeah. yeah he's, already, he's already got the antibodies. He's got the antibodies. Yeah. I mean, he's already done it. He's, he's passed it. Free and clear. He's free and clear. He's like, whatever. Hey, I've lived it. It's not so bad. I'm on the side of it. You, can do it you know, my, my, my daughter was tested again the other day, and she's got the antibodies, you know, because she had it. Ooh. And I'm like, gosh, I... I, I got to figure out some way I could use a pine of plasma here. I mean, is there anything you can do? That up. Can you can you get that? Get it no infused doubt. or something? Yeah, if it's huh? your kin, folks, they can just hook you together. We'll take your <laughs> phone calls. You. Phone yeah. calls next. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Ten minutes now to the top of the hour. Ooh, it brings Rick and me Bubba's to show. My Thank you for being Bubba, with us. Uh, lines are available. Harry Murdahl's in the mix, ready to take your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Richard is out of the great state of Alabama. Richard, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you today? Doing good, guys. Good morning. Thanks for being with us, man. So I'm assuming y'all know Dana at WZZK. Uh, yes, midday. Yeah, the midday email. Midday, yeah. Right. Well, this morning while she was running her, uh, reading out her morning headlines, she had a Joe Biden moment. It said the death toll cases for COVID in the U.S. has now reached 250 million cases. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we 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 got a we got a notification on that. I think that's that's being fixed. Okay, as we speak. that that actually makes sense. I'm getting emails about that too, and I didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, just say it was a misspeak. We hey, listen, we all do it. Right. Well, I was about to say, like you said, that we've got a person who. Right now, if nothing changes, is President-elect who said the same thing. Uh, so, <laughs> 250 million. Is that one of those things you record it and you forget about it and it gets out there and there we go? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you well, start running all them zeros out there, it's easy to get confused. Well, how about this? Boy, that does uh, that does make us number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we, look, we looked at the caller earlier that said, you know, the United States, uh, the claim is that they have more uh, COVID uh, deaths than any other country. We looked at that. Obviously, the population makes a play, but percentage-wise, which is the question I asked, of course, now keep in mind, you can lead the whole world with the percentage rate of one point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're still less than, than 2% and, and, uh, and, and just a little over 1%. So, and that's the lead. You know, uh, it looks like it says one point. Where's that one point? Yes. Uh, the percentage-wise, there, there's that percentage over there. Here we go. He pulled that up, but um, 1.9. So uh, so anyway, um, but here's what you have to go to to think that we are number one. And we may be, and it may, may be just, hey, that's just the way it is. And the person was asking why. But keep in mind, for us to have the most deaths, here's all the things that have to be right. Every country in the world has to be reporting their death numbers accurately. Uh, we have to be reporting ours accurately, meaning are there people that have been labeled COVID deaths that we, we know this has been found out, that we find out, well, they died with COVID. They really didn't die of COVID. So the numbers are so complicated and, and so questionable. I don't even know that we need to pontificate on why because it may not even be the case. 
Well, Rick, I, you know, again, when you start talking facts and figures, it's all in exactly what you're saying and how good the numbers are. Mm-hmm. John Hopkins University, okay, they are rating uh, the COVID-19 deaths, let's see, number of deaths per 100 confirmed cases or per 100,000 population, okay? That, uh, that gives you, and this is uh, uh, the, the chart I'm going to tell you is for 100 confirmed cases. Mexico is number one with 9.8%. Then you have Iran, United Kingdom, Italy, Colombia, Brazil, Turkey, Spain, Belgium, Argentina, Romania, France, and the U.S. is next at 22 so what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We're fourteenth in the country on that list. See, it's all so it's all about it's how you phrase yeah. your your yeah. Uh, your numbers. See, that's uh, so now if you look at deaths per one hundred thousand population, the U.S. is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight behind Belgium, Spain, Argentina, United Kingdom, Brazil, Mexico, Italy, then the U.S., then France. So, again, this is from John Hopkins. I mean, this is right off their website. So yeah. I, I, I don't know where some of these other numbers are coming from. Well, there you go with the, the S's again. Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins University. Have we ever unpacked your S thing? Th- this has S on both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you were leaving the S okay. off. <laughs> yeah. John. You were just calling him John Hopkins, old man Hopkins boy. Uh, uh, but the uh, but what I'm saying this well I guess would, see I was saying it like it's a name John Hopkins where right. it's actually I guess two last names Correct. put together Johns Hopkins but this thing University with UNS is, and medicine has been an ongoing it's it's well, a, it, it's amazing I, I would say this I would say uh, the S problem with the English language is 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 out of control we we have an S problem yeah we do yeah. we got wood woods oh, yeah. you know all this. but let me say something your recklessness with S is 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 well documented. Right. I mean, you'll just you'll take them away. Well, you'll add them. You'll John throw them. to me is a first name. I totally agree. I've so never it, I've never it, been comfortable with Johns sounds, Hopkins. This sounds like a university and medical facility that's named after a guy named John Hopkins. Yeah, it does. I, matter of fact, I, matter of fact, I would. And that's like why that. I said it that way. That's why I would like. That makes sense. But to I, me. I guess it's it's actually two last names, right? I Johns. Who knows? Hopkins. I don't because know why you, that you wouldn't say Johns somebody, Hopkins. It wouldn't be Ricks. Burgesses, right? You, right, you would right. say, "What's your name, son?" Johns. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So, but who knows? Who knows? In this reckless S world we live in. So, anyway, if you look at those stats, if you look at it per one hundred cases uh, observed or per one hundred thousand population, either way, the U.S. is nowhere close to the top. We're it, we're it, not or about twelfth. So, whatever list you pull up, but let's say. Here's the bottom line. And then Adler's got some other ones that shows us at number one, I know. so I don't know. How about this? COVID is is a virus. This uh, is total deaths. Total, yeah, total deaths. deaths. Yeah, yeah the, but you, you can't really judge that because everybody has a different starting point with population. you got to look at it per so many people. Well, you also, and that, that puts it on equal footing. Well, here's, I hate to really ruin the fun for all the Common li- denominator. Before the list out there, you have to assume the numbers you have you're working with yeah, are correct. That's right. That's step number one. Yeah, and I know. I we mean, all how know. many of these people are these people that were, you know, had a car wreck? And they and they obviously had a car wreck was cause of death, but they go, oh, they had COVID. Well, we also got to put it in that column. We also know how transparent China and Iran can be. Yeah, they, some of these, there's no telling. You know, you don't know what they're, they're doing. James and Jasper. James, go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Uh, got a hairstyle, some hairstyle device for Helmsy. Have you, any of you guys seen Josh Niblett's hair lately? <laughs> yes. I, have, yeah, I have Greg haven't. and I have talked about that. <laughs> he's, he's, maybe, I need to call, maybe I need to call Josh. <laughs> it's like a, a wide uh, 
mohawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I heard y'all talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I'll call you, Coach. We'll yeah, see. You may, get Niblet to show you how to do it. Uh, to Todd in Birmingham. Todd, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey guys, hey, hey I'm too less than, uh My hair is as long. I was in the army and all that for a few years. My hair is as long as it's been in 30 years. I decided. Uh, I decided to let it grow out, like you, to see. I don't even know what it'll do. Yeah. I know it's got a hole in the top of it, but just let, hey, I don't know what it'll do. <laughs> and I decided no shave November. This morning, wow. my wife said I put on a little weight. So this morning, my wife said, "Look, you got to get your hair cut and your beard shaved because it's look it looks like you've just given up." <laughs> and so I, I, I think I think I agree with her. <laughs> That's so funny. That's well, so there was a period this spring I couldn't get a haircut. I thought I was just going to go with that, that look too. Let's go to John in Santa Fe. John, go ahead. How's it going, Biggins? Hey, hey John, John, where are you at? I'm in Santa Fe. Are you parked out by the lake? I am. If you didn't know, it's 80 miles. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Trey in Florida. Trey, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk to Helmsy this My morning. Is he there? I am yeah, right I here, sir. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Go ahead. go ahead. Man, man to man, I wanted to... Uh, Issue a warning and offer encouragement on your low T issue oh. going to the doctor. We're not sure that that's it, but no, go ahead, sir. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. About a year ago, my <laughs> wife was telling me that she thought I had low T. That I had high fatigue and low energy and a low drive and couldn't retain oh, wow. muscle mass. So I, I went to the doctor to kind of get checked out to see if I had the low T <laughs> and got some blood work done. And it turns out that I had Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Good night. What, what is that? You get that at Japanese <laughs> restaurants. Rick! <laughs> <laughs> it's a thyroid condition for middle-aged women. <laughs> what? What? Exactly. I'd rather have low T. You remember, you remember we've said here on the show, don't ever talk about medical things to this audience. I know. I know. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Midnight Milky Way through a cracked windshield. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. Six minutes past the hour. I learned to drive out from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Thank you for being with us this hour. Both hands on the wheel. The music of Granger Smith brings us back. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler are all here today. Team Rick and Bubba on the field. And welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Well, we, we have quite a Granger Smith journey that, that we're about to go on. <laughs> Granger Smith joins us. Granger, welcome to Granger. Rick and Bubba. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys, I'm good. I'm nervous about what we're about to talk about. I have no idea. Well, there's there's a number of things. Uh, I, I guess we can start out, and we've got a lot to unpack today, uh, but we're going to start out with the very light part of it first. Um and that is that Bubba walks in and he says, "Rick, have you seen this video, Donnie Cowboy?" Donnie Cowboy. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, but 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 buddy, I haven't seen Donnie Cowboy." Uh, and and so we we begin to watch it in his office, and I pick up pretty quick that this is a comedy bit, and and and, and it and it is very very funny, and then we realize it's Granger Smith doing the the character. From from 2019, I think, is when it came out. Donnie Cowboy parked out by the lake. 
It's now become part of Rick and Bubba folklore. We just had a caller last last hour before you came on, and it was it had his name, and he was in Santa Fe, and he was down by the lake, yeah. parked by the lake. And and so then that led us to Earl Dibbles Jr. Uh, and and we just said, and then finally we just said, Speedy, go get Granger Smith and get him on get him on the show. And, and Granger, it's on us that we have been out of the Granger Smith loop. Okay, it, it's on us. And I got an email. We get to work early. And I, I, I hit that video, and I started watching. I got to laughing, and I could not quit laughing. I said, Rick, you got to come see this. This is hilarious. And then I was mad because we'd missed it. Granger, what's going on? Tell us about Granger Smith. Yeah, yeah. We, we got to know, and there's a lot of questions to follow up. And, of course, Granger, we'll, we'll talk a little bit before we go about the River Kelly Fund because this is the first time I was actually introduced to you and your wife uh, for our wives talking to each other on Facebook. Uh, about something that we wish we didn't have in common that we do, but we'll talk about that uh, uh, before we wrap up today. But but let's talk about this lighthearted thing too. Where did these characters come from, and what are you doing? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Well, Earl Dibbles came around in 2011. My brother and I were making videos, and we were trying to promote music that we had at the time in 2011. And we made Earl Dibbles Jr., who's just a uh, you know, ultra redneck character represents some of my family members here in Texas. <laughs> and we had no idea that it was going to go viral. We, we didn't, but it, we put it on YouTube and it just started getting all these views, more views than we'd ever had before at the time. No one knew who I was. And th- then I wrote a song for Earl because he needed music at the time. So then we had a music video that that went more viral than the first one did. So there, there have been several characters since Earl. Donnie Cowboy's one of them. Donnie didn't get as famous as Earl. I wish that he had. But uh, Donnie Cowboy is kind of your, your 90s country coffee and cigarettes. And Earl Dibbles is your uh, ultra redneck tobacco and, and beer. <laughs> so, but, but Granger, you're, you're a serious country artist. Well, I think and, that's up for debate. And, and, <laughs> that's up for debate. And, yeah. and, and now a lot of these alter egos may be getting more famous than Granger Smith. Mm-hmm. How, how, do, how does that make you feel? Oh, man. I mean, you got to understand that we, we want nothing more than uh, the, these characters to take off. And as Earl started getting traction and growing and, there's a lot of people that knew me because of Earl Dibbles, you know? And so he took my music to a nationwide level from our little, our little group here in Texas. And that was a big deal, you know, making YouTube things go viral and people passing around on emails. And then we would go and people would say, Hey, that guy, Earl Dibbles Jr. That we watch on YouTube, he's actually a country singer named Granger Smith. And here's his music. And then the show started taking off from that. So in a, in a huge way, it all works together for us and, and for the good. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the Granger Smith story. I mean, you started singing very early. I, I, I see you had your first contract at 19. Is that right? Yeah, my first publishing contract was at 19. And so I've had this this album that's coming out uh, on the 27th of November called Country Things is my 10th. So this is album number 10. So I have... I have, uh, you know, a lot of stories over the last 15 or 20 years of us touring in, in vans and, and uh, cutting our teeth in the hockey tonks. And it's been, it's been a fun ride. 
All right, so you have ten albums, and, you, and the new one's coming out. So this, this performed at the White House, what yeah. three or four times? Yeah. yeah. So, so you're yeah. out there. The new one's coming out on the 27th. So the interview worked out. That's yeah. good. So Tommy, you, yeah. You look, uh, all your A and R people be fired up that you, you know, we put together. A, yeah, we'll a, do a podcast right. today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the inside yeah, joke. Yeah, we'll do a podcast after this. If we want to. We get forty five minutes. Sean, Sean Spicer just canceled on us. But anyway, so so let's talk about so you now that you have this Earl Dibbles and you have Donnie Cowboy. I want to look at this two different ways. Okay, number one because Bubba and I have made a living. I don't know how familiar you are with the show. We really make fun of our own industry, and we've always sure. been like that. We're the anti radio radio guys, and we make fun sure. of all the things that radio people do and. How they don't like our show because we clearly we don't follow them here with professionalism. But you know what I mean. The typical there's a lot to make fun of in any industry. Absolutely, you're clearly making fun of of some of the country music and 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 the corniness of like somebody overplays the redneck card and somebody overplays the tight jeans and the big belt buckle and down by the lake and how many songs have down by the lake in them and and trucks and. (laughs) You and, mean and, 80 miles yeah. from Santa Fe? So it's obvious that you're poking a little fun at your own industry. How was that received? Well, when it first, when Earl first came out with the Country Boy song in 2012, there was a lot of articles that came out from like Rolling Stone and, you know, all the, you know, super, super liberal uh, uh, music organizations, you know, that, that they would say, oh, this is genius. We love it. This is absolutely genius. Finally, someone is making satire of what the, you know, the, the garbage that this industry's in right now. Yeah. And we were all scratching our heads going, man, we're over, we're just over here having some fun. <laughs> we're just goofing, I, man. <laughs> I mean, we seriously had no intentions of, of this being some big, deeper, crazy meaning that, that we're going to overthrow. You know, we were just having fun. And as far as Donnie Cowboy, 90s country is my favorite country music in the world and and watching the growing up watching those music videos that we were celebrating you know you could say making fun sure making fun i prefer to say celebrating Mm -hmm. uh in a way that that that, that's my favorite genre and watching those guys and their tight wranglers looking so serious up on the side of a cliff you know with the (laughs) wind blowing through their hair and it's like they're almost crying through the lyrics that's my favorite country. So it, it's, uh, you could say making fun of it, but it's, it's really something I absolutely have a passion for. All right. Now you're doing a set list. You're playing a concert back when we could. Yeah. Ho- hopefully those will return. Uh, we, yeah. we, we talked with Riley Green last hour, and you know, we're starting to find ways to do concerts and stuff like that. Hopefully that's all going to come back. On the set list, do you have people going, how about little Earl Dibble? Do you have people going, how about Donnie Cowboy? I mean, do you do you work do people want you to work that into a show? Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Earl Dibbles has been closing our show for the last <laughs> eight years. So I've been opening up, I've been the opening act for Earl Dibbles for eight years now. <laughs> if I didn't play some of the I mean, Earl has five songs now. I think with this new album he'll have seven. Oh, so, uh-oh. More. If I don't play at least three fourths of those songs every night, I would get booed off the stage. Right. Well, <laughs> well will Donnie Cowboy ever make it in? Don, Donnie's made it a few times, and he does get requested a lot. Yeah. But uh, I've only done the Donnie song a few times. Okay. Has Donnie got yeah. any? Uh, has he got any follow up hits coming? <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, we need to talk about that. Maybe we, you could send me some song ideas. Yeah. Some song <laughs> well, we got some. Well, we got some. Yeah, I think you, 
Did, did, did you, <laughs> c- could you believe you could say down by the lake that many different ways? Part <laughs> down by the no. lake? That, that no, was, but it just it worked out. It worked out. Uh, we'll what was back. so funny? Every time you think, well, he's done it. Yeah, he's he's going to break yeah. off of this. Yeah, you yeah. come back with it again, and I, I'm just sitting I'd, there crying. I'd, hear, I'd hear the chord change. I say, all right, now he's about <laughs> yeah. to say something different. Yeah. He's yeah. not just going to keep saying. <laughs> down by the lake. Did, my, you, did you see it all the way to the end when he goes back to get a cigarette? Yes. 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 Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> and these are pretty high quality videos. Y'all got a little bit of budget on these. <laughs> that, that, there's a you know we have an in house team here. At, yeah. Uh, where we work and and we just had like i said we've been having fun for a lot of years doing this and it it is a job in a lot of ways it's a job because it helps get the name out and you know earl dibble started our brand yee yee from the very first video when earl said yee yee it became it became something that we never knew it would turn into energy drinks and beef jerky and our, our oh, yeah. apparel company flags the yee yee mm-hmm. farm where i am now yeah so that's great. We have a blast with it. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Granger Smith. Oh, man. Just in the, if you in the new album coming out on the 27th. Uh, so, so look for that, especially if you like all the things that Granger does. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with him. Our number, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Our website, Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. More of the show coming up with Granger Smith right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour. Country things. New album coming out. Uh, completing that project on the twenty-seventh this month. Ranger Smith, better known as Earl Dibbles Jr. and Donnie Cowboy, and and who knows what next he'll come up with. Uh, so anyway, we're talking with Granger Smith, and Bubba did uh, ask me, and we found the Donnie Cowboy. Video and we're behind on a lot of this. We're just now finding it, but as you and said, and I'm mad about it. As you said, better late than never. Mm. And I did, I did remember, uh, I did know your name. I have um, no friends to help me out. I know. Uh, unfortunately, for more than just uh, country music, but still powerful, uh, people started trying to put us together. Granger, you and I, and and our wives, and of course the wives are better at networking than we are. Uh, and uh, because uh, you guys went through the same thing that my family went through, and that is the earthly death. Uh, of a child, uh, River Kelly, and um, your son. And uh, we're going to talk a little about the River Kelly Fund. But, um, you know, talk about this as much as you want to. I know just like uh, my wife when she wrote the book and, and it took her five years to do it. And uh, thankfully, though, you know, your wife was able to get the book and you guys were able to, to read it. And then Sherry and Amber have been kind of talking back and forth periodically and, uh, and that, that's a great thing, but I did want to, you know, you and I were talking in the break, people ask all the time, you know, what helps you? I mean, our faith obviously is the foundation that gives us hope, but also when we see this, this tragic event still being used in some way to make a difference, to help people, we have the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund you guys have the River Kelly Fund. So, so tell us a, a little bit about, um, about that fund and the things that are going on. Yeah, the River Kelly Fund. Oh, can't hear him. Which one? Hang on, hang on, on Granger. Hang on, Granger. Hang on, Granger. We got a plug out somewhere. Yeah, oh, it fell the, out. Yeah, I'm sorry, Granger. We had a plug fall out there. Hold on, just a second, buddy. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of key to hearing all this. So tell me again. <laughs> there so, he is. so so tell us about the River Kelly Fund. Yeah, the River Kelly Fund started kind of at ground zero at day one. We wanted to be able to start the legacy, start to be able to create an entity that could give back, that could make a difference. And so we set it up as a fund as opposed to a foundation that has to be very specific. 
we set it up as a fund where we could support everything from um, children's hospitals to veteran assistance to hurricane relief uh, to wildlife preservation, conservation. So we set it up where we could be able to pivot and turn around and be able to support financially an area in the community that needed help. Uh, the first thing we did, obviously, was the uh, help the Children's Hospital where River was for three days. So we were able to make a T-shirt, which is what we we're doing two or three times a year. We'll make a new version of the River Kelly T-shirt. And that first one, we were able to write a quarter million dollar check to the hospital. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's, to me, this is only the beginning of what the River Kelly Fund can do and, and should do and will do. But ultimately, it's a way of healing for my wife and I. It's a way of sharing joy and grace and hope for others that might be in a, in a situation or for others that are suffering. And that's, that includes everyone. We're either suffering right now or we're heading for suffering yeah, soon. Yeah, That's yeah. just what we do as humans. And to be able to help each other through that, through hope and peace, uh, is is an incredible thing. Yeah, we experience that with you guys. I have people all the time go, well, I know this is hard for you all to get contacted every time this happens. And you know what I say? It may be difficult, but when you see you know, you've been able to reach out and help somebody in the same situation, it works both ways. It doesn't just help the people you're trying to help. It's helping you to go, here I am again. Here's another reason why this was allowed to happen in, in our lives. I, here's some things maybe we can say to somebody that just in that moment says, okay, that helped us get through that day. Uh, and then, of course, what, what Sherry uh, has done with the book and your wife has been promoting, and thank you for that, uh, her book for, for others as well. All those things work back and forth. The people—it's helping the people who are grieving while helping the people who are just in that situation, and then of course all these other things now that are that are being done, and uh, and that's quite a legacy uh, for River Kelly, no doubt about it. Absolutely, yeah, and, and thank you for for even bringing it up here on the radio. And it's that—that's all we have for each other is to to share in this, to share in the hope, and to share in our faith. Yeah, we'll just know that we're here with you, and we'll keep walking through that our wives are doing a pretty good job of keeping in touch but you and i probably need to do a better job of that so <laughs> so maybe we'll do yes, maybe we'll do an earl dibbles jr video together or <laughs> so and you, right. you, whenever you need a couple of fat extras <laughs> you let right. us know, okay? so 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 you said that you're going to do some more of that today and you and i were talking in the break too about the times we're living in as far as doing shows and you said you guys have found a way to to stay busy as far as a band and an artist still doing shows, but it's a different animal that we're dealing with now. It is. So, you know, tomorrow we're going to go do two back-to-back shows in South Texas, and each of those shows will be tables and uh, highly reduced capacity, you know, and, and uh, I think one of them we're even going to play a power acoustic set, you know, so it's it's, it's very different. I, I do it primarily to be able to have the band and crew get some money in their pocket. Yeah, you know, yeah. these guys have families and they yeah. have bills to pay and, and there's no way to do it without touring. And a lot of people forget that these days for artists, touring is the number one source of income. There right. is no album sales like it used to be in the, in the eighties and nineties. Correct. So we're, we need to find a way to do it. Yeah. The, the, the drive-in shows, are those weird? They're very weird, man. They're very weird. But, you know, if, if you had thrown me in a drive-in show right in the middle of 2018, I would have thought this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was, <laughs> it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
but you throw you throw me in a driving show in the middle of 2020 and it's like hey yeah real eyeballs real, yeah. real people <laughs> not too bad <laughs> hey you know i see you in that car out there that looks great yeah yeah we ask people to if you if you're liking what you hear flash your lights and honk your horn that is funny yeah, that is funny yeah we're, we no no more raising your hands in the air honk your horns if you don't care you know now, yeah. granger I, I, your information here says that you you've played shows at the white house yes sir i have i have we've we've done several shows at the white house that came after we did um three tours in iraq for entertainment tours yeah and that was during the george w white house when they were uh, all about entertaining the troops in iraq so that that was a really cool experience such a neat part of american history for me to be able to be at the white house and be part of something much bigger than i am (laughs) All the information, and thank you for that, too, and all you've done for the troops. Uh, Granger Smith, all the information's in show notes. River Kelly Fund, you can find that information in show notes. The new album coming out, what's what's Granger doing? I'm pumped about the new album. Yeah. Man. What, what's Dibbles doing? Is, is Donnie Cow, what is he doing? So thanks, man. Appreciate it, Granger. Thanks for taking time to be with us. Thank you, man. My pleasure, fellas. Thank you all. Have a good day today. You too. Bubba, Rick, and Bubba. The Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. 35 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. What, do you, what are you going to be doing this Thanksgiving and Christmas? And you gathering with your family or not? I mean, I mean, you may live in, you know, some kind of dictatorship and the tyrannical government won't let you. But if you're free uh, to do that, or maybe you're not. Uh, maybe you're just deciding on your own. There's a kind of a concept. You make those decisions for yourself uh, that uh, you're not going to be able to get together like you did uh, in years past. 2020 is a very unique animal. So, But you still want to do something. What about Ancestry.com slash Bubba? This might be fun. Uh, go there uh, and, and say, hey, family, let's all get together and let's study the origin of our family. Uh, and we, you can do that through Ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees. And they'll let you discover your family's unique story. Uh, and they have special holiday pricing going on right now. Maybe do something really meaningful this year. And they've got some meaningful gifts there at Ancestry.com slash Bubba. That's Ancestry.com slash Bubba. You can also go to RickandBubba.com. You'll find a link for Ancestry.com slash Bubba right there under the sponsors. All right, so everybody pay attention. If you got us kind of on in the background, whatever, everybody listen up. So we're about to try something as a Rick and Bubba uh, family, you, the audience, us, the show. Never been done before. Never been done before. So I I remember pretty vividly the first time that Bubba and I were introduced to the term podcast. Podcast. Rick, podcast. Everybody's here a podcast, there a podcast, everywhere a podcast. I'm about to podcast. So we, we, and then before you knew it, podcast and and i will openly admit this i i enjoy them uh have family members that this is what they do i mean a podcast to them is what ne- uh, is uh, is, is to, to them toward radio or consumption of audio what netflix is to people who watch content on tv this is just the way they'd rather do it and there are some people that don't have a choice about podcasts then there's some people that have choices to other ways to get content and they just prefer the podcast 
But we we started doing uh, you know we we have all of our archives on on podcasts so you can hear the show on podcasts that's that's daily, but then we started this unique podcast Rick and Bubba University. We started hearing from all well you can't just have you can't just have archives Rick and Bubba you got to have a you got to have a unique podcast every week you know that you I mean you're behind the times, and so Blaze TV and all those relationships said we need it we need a, a unique podcast. There's going to be there's going to be 45 minutes a week of content Rick and Bubba. That we want on its own podcast, only way you can get it. So we've what, Bob? About all, get, we're between fifty and sixty of them that we've done. I don't know the exact number, fifty-four or some, somewhere in there. Yeah. Fifty-six, Five. I think. Is it fifty-six? I think it is. Wow, it goes by. Hey, weeks go by like it's days. Out, yeah. Hey, hey, they week, do. hey, weeks go by like days. Weeks go by <laughs> like days. <laughs> they do. So part. So now that does add. Look, let's just get the curtains open, Bubba. We've let everybody, but y'all come on in. Y'all come hang out here, Rick and Bubba. Inc. And come on inside. We've always showed you how this 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 thing works. So then becomes the burden of oh my goodness, what about Rick and Bubba University the podcast? It's kind of like what about the dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what about and, and you know and then we, and you got to get guests and, and this is more of a guest formatted thing and, and always that way. So we started doing stuff within the guys of the show. And we've kind of exhausted most of those. There might be a few out there dangling and some things you wanted to drill down on. Yeah, and then we started interviewing guests and then we do a little bit of politics. We did just like the show. We'd interview people from spiritual points of view and then politics, then a little bit of both and bigfoot hunters, then bigfoot mm-hmm. hunters and alien people, alien and abductions, alien abductions, <laughs> comedians, <laughs> yeah, sports you know, world, yeah, sports. So we were supposed to interview Sean Spicer today, um, uh, and he and he has just canceled on us. So we literally record this in less than an hour. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sean. If you're listening mm-hmm. live. Wait, and can I say something about Sean real quick? It, it, he didn't just say, hey, I don't want to do it. He's he's works with Newsmax, yeah, I, I, and, and apparently yeah, they are, he's getting pulled to cover the president. No, this is part. The, honestly, this is part of it, and, this, and I want some of you to realize. I just that. want y'all think. Well, I want some of y'all to realize that. I think sometimes y'all think that we don't provide something because we just won't do it. <laughs> sometimes things you never get to hear because this is what happens. Yeah. If you start delving into a certain certain category of guest, those guests don't usually operate on the time. And, and I will tell you this, and this is on us. I'm just sorry. Bubba and I are 56 years old now. I ain't coming back to the office and recording anything. Okay? If, if We want you to record things in our work day, and I'm just not into coming back at any, at later in the work day and doing it later. My kids would call that real talk. Yeah, that's just real talk. So if you want to be on our podcast, then you record it right after our show. You know, okay. So, so, so because I don't want to come back and do that. Do you, Bubba? Well, I don't, I don't know that I'm able to come now, back. Right? Look, now when I was 36, I might come back, but I ain't coming back at 56. Okay. So, so anyway, so Spicer can't do this time, and mm-hmm. and they've tried to do it later this afternoon, tomorrow afternoon. My gosh, they not know it's opening weekend or deer season. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're not going to do that. So Spicer's yeah. out right. for for this week. Mm-hmm. Well, now we don't have we don't have a guest. Right. Okay. So, but we need to do a podcast because mm-hmm. we got we got appetizers. Right. Yeah. They, look at that curtain open. See how everything. Yeah. Down here? Now we're all hey, back uh, here. Yeah. Well, hey, I got I got a couple of spots. I got to drop in that baby. That's right. And so now Bubba and I can create content just kind of standing around. Okay. But Bubba really mentioned something that I think that might be fun, and that is that you, the audience, are about to be on a podcast. If you want to be, you're going to be our guest. So what we're thinking about doing is we're going to give you a time, and you can write this time down, and Helmsley will put it out there. The time is going to be 10.30 a.m. Central Time. 
till 11.15 today, right now, in a minute. Yeah. Okay? All right. Less than an hour. You need to, yeah. And you don't have to be on the whole 45 minutes. You can be part of the 45 minutes. So there's going to be 45 minutes that Bubba and I are going to take your phone calls on the podcast, and you can ask us questions about any topic. You know, I mean, you, anything that we would approve of. Don't get, don't, don't, don't act up and don't know how to act. We'll, ed, we'll edit that out. That. We'll, we'll, we'll edit it out. You won't be on because you have a podcast because it's not going to be live. <laughs> so right. the, there's no need to do anything like that because it'll just be taken out, and that'll just be more work for Adler. So don't do that. So, but if you want to call up, so I tell you what, I've always wanted to ask y'all about this, and then we'll we'll talk about that. We'll answer your question. Hey, you know what, Bubba? Tell me about this. And you know, you ask him about that. Right. So you're going to have, and there, there'll only be two commercials throughout the whole thing. So yeah. most of it is just going to be us talking. And yeah, a lot yeah. of podcasts don't take live phone calls because no. they're not on the air to tell people to call. Right. <laughs> so, see, we're not just podcasters. We also radio broadcasters. That's right. I got a show and a broadcast. Mm-hmm. So, what we're going to do is say 866 We Be Big. Write the number down. Today on Rick and Bubba University, Rick and Bubba talk to the audience uh, and you pick the topics. It'll be wide open. We'll cover whatever y'all want to talk about. That's right. It'll, it'll just be here we go. And so, I like it. And, and, and that way we're not pushed, Bubba. Like sometimes we have to like not expand on something because we, we got short segments. Right. This is long form. You'll have me do a couple commercials in there. But it, really, if you look at the 45 minutes, probably 41 of it or even more, 42 and a half of it mm-hmm. is just going to be us talking. Right. And, and unless you call and get put on hold, you won't even know what we're talking about because you can't hear it to know. You will not. So you'll just have to call blind and go, I want in. You need to right now <clears throat> say it. Between 10.30 a.m. and 11.15 a.m., mm-hmm. I'm calling 866-WE-BE-BIG, and I already know what I want to ask. That's it. Or what I want them to talk about. I already know. That's it. could be Rick and Bubba history. It could be the politics of the day. It could be it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be sports. Harry Murdahl's even going to screen calls. Yeah, it could be spiritual. It doesn't matter. Harry Murdahl's going to put you in. So Rick and Bubba University today, and Helmsy, we'll all find a way to come up with some name for this. <laughs> But, but 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 the topic today will be Rick and Bubba talks to America, mm-hmm. and and I know some of you are saying, and I can hear it. Don't y'all do that for four hours every day? Well, to an extent, yes. But this is just going to be a little bit of a kind of a, a little little more laid back, more like we're sitting out on the deck or sitting down at camp house talking about it. That's just it. we're just going. That's talk. what we're going to attempt. We're going to and, and look now. Let me tell you this: if if y'all don't do this, and y'all don't give us anything. <laughs> No podcast this week. Right, we're just going to stop, right? We're just stopping, and then we'll yeah. just go home. Yeah. And then I'll tell the people that I've got lunch with eleven thirty. By the way, I don't think I will be late. Yeah, yeah. I think I I'll may, make. It. Matter of fact, I may get the I may get the table. You know what I mean? So I, I plan on working till eleven fifteen, and 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 so uh, we're going to start recording that baby at ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Murdoch starts screening you right around ten thirty. That's it. And then uh, then we'll we'll take as many as we can in a forty five minute podcast. How you like that? Yeah, I like it. And you laid no, it out nice. Oh, hey, hey, no phone troll, nothing like that. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just we're just talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's long form. So eight six six, we be big. Ten thirty a.m. Central Time to eleven fifteen Central Time. Your chance to be a star on Rick and Bubba University. <laughs> and you know what I'll say? Hey, who was your guest on the podcast, Larry? <laughs> Larry, Larry from Odenville. <laughs> the he people. Ca- he, the people. The I tell people's you, podcast. I tell you who our guest is. The people. Yep. How you like that? The people. Yeah, so so that's that's happening at ten thirty today. Yep. Central time. If you're listening live, I mean it's forty five minutes. We, check. We, yeah. we, we're gonna be talking. <laughs> okay, so you need to be ready. Take a potty break and right back. And you know what you'll be able to say? Hey, I actually was a guest on somebody's podcast. You were? Man, that's kinda awesome. Why'd they talk to you? I don't know. Because their guest canceled. <laughs>
you know what you can say? You replace Sean Spicer. That's it. Yeah. Well, we, we have the ability to do what a lot of podcasts don't do, and that is take phone calls. Yeah, I don't, I, there's no way to do that unless you're us, right? Yeah. Unless you're doing it in the studio and you tell people live over there to call us back in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talk to y'all in a little while. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. minutes to the top so uh, at 10 30 central time today uh you can be on rick and bubba university the podcast uh people are already emailing saying i'm going to call in and ask about this great we'd love to have you uh if we, we'll get in as many as we can in a 45 minute podcast uh so that starts at 10 30 a.m today uh, rick and bubba once again you know being pioneers of technology a podcast that features phone calls uh as we record it so we you know we'll say this podcast was recorded live in front of a recorded audience. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, so it was taped live. It was taped live in, in front, front of a recorded, recorded audience. Yep, that's it. So uh, that's coming up 1030, 866-WE-BE-BIG. All right, so I keep seeing, and you said even the, the folks at Blaze put out, I mean, you can't even have a Christmas tree. No, no. I mean, I mean you, hey, you can't even, New York City can't even, I mean, you can't even have a Christmas tree at Rockefeller. Well, Rick, you know, that's a, that's a tradition. Oh, uh, I love to have it. the giant spruce there. Oh. 75-foot-tall uh, Norway spruce. It was cut down last week from Aniana, New York, loaded onto a massive trailer. It went 170 miles to Manhattan, where it was stored again, and then it was brought out and set up down at Macy's. At oh Rockefeller Center. So, but this year, they said the tree doesn't look real good this year. It's a little puny it looking. It looks terrible. And somebody said, well, that that really fits for the year 2020. I mean, you can't even have a Christmas tree that looks right. You can't even have a spruce. And, and to make it even stranger, Rick, after it had been there three days, they found an owl living in the tree Wait that minute. came all the way from upstate New York. Wait just a second. I'm an owl. There's a picture of the owl. I'm in the tree. Greg. Y'all pack me up and put plastic around me and drive me 170 what? 170 miles, stored it again, then brought it out in uh, you know in downtown Manhattan and at I Rockefeller li- Center, put the tree up. It's 170 foot, Rick. It's like a cell tower. And <laughs> and they find this owl living in the tree. Oh, is this the is this the Rockefeller Center yeah. tree? Oh yeah. It looks yeah. this bad? Y'all, yeah. You can't uh, even have a tree in 2020. Now, they've nicknamed the owl Rockefeller. Uh, because of obviously where the tree is, but uh, he is being cared for now by some uh, uh, you know animal specialists that deal with that. The Ravens Beard Wildlife Center uh, is uh, currently caring for Rockefeller. So wait a minute. I mean, you how does it? Why is it a baby? Why wouldn't it fly away? I mean, how did you? I, I get... don't know. I guess it got trapped in there when uh, the thing was being cut down or something. I don't know. Do you want me to give you an owl fact? What? All right. So you know how their eyes are perfectly round. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yep. And you ever know? So they put their head out. They do all this weird movement. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The reason why they do that is their eyes won't move. They can't take their eyes and do this. 
They like can't move them and look around. How they do it, So the eyes, what, ne- what can't they, they do? They can't move them around. <laughs> so the <laughs> eyes stays fixed the entire time. So that's why their head is always making oh, those weird. Oh, fact. They're yeah. doing those weird head movements, and of course, you yeah. can look all the way behind themselves. You know, we Watch had a yeah. we had a little one like that in a bush next to our ooh. door for a while, ooh. and he just sit there forever. And I thought, shouldn't ooh. he fly off or something? Ooh. I was wondering if something was wrong with him. He finally <laughs> left, but he was he was hanging in there pretty good. But do you remember, like, on the movie Elf? When you keep talking about these Christmas trees, and also you get the you want to see a real Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and she takes him to Rockefeller Center and, right. and says, "Now there's you one." Oh yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. it's we, like the uh, nation's Christmas tree. I but, mean, that's it's it, been a landmark. Well, we've we've seen it. We've been up there. Well, our our nation is garbage right now, and our in our Christmas tree, New York City. We told y'all if you put a communist in charge of this city, he'll drive it into the ground. Now look at this. You can't even have a Rockefeller. Christmas tree that looks like doesn't look like I mean, it's like some kind of <laughs> naked cowboy's getting his underwear ripped off. Like, what's happening? I mean, this is like uh, on the movie Ghostbusters. It's the end of time in New York City, right? Do you remember when 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 New York City kind of turned around and it started really be happening? Oh, it was nice. Like, we went when there. Reed family was there. We America's to, mayor. We used to enjoy going and just, yeah. just and of course just so funny. It got real nice there for a few years. Oh, enjoy, we, yeah. we got some great memories there. Of course, I went in just for fun. And asked my wife, I said, hey, we think about going back to New York City. I wouldn't go back to New York City. <laughs> I won't set foot. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Yeah, Sorry I brought it up. Boy, you, boy she doesn't mm. she didn't like the state of the country. Mm. She is anti-anti. Mm. <laughs> she don't want nothing to do with Blasio. You don't bring him up around her. <laughs> Does the owls kind of freak you out with their their eyes being so big and round like that? Yeah, they do, Bub. Of course yeah. they do. Yeah. They do the head around. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. See, they can't move their eyes. Look, mm. this is what they can't do. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. Right? Hey, if you can move your head hey, like that, who needs to? How about, yeah, exactly. how about going to clean out a shooting house and during the off season, <laughs> an, an owl called that home? Yeah. No, that, uh, hey, that's a mess that. right there. It was his, with, with, his, with his deadly talents. <laughs> and what about all the stuff he's eating and killed in there? All oh, the bones yeah. laying everywhere? <laughs> it's yeah. not alive. It's a mess. It is. You, just want, you just want to burn the you whole thing. You know what I house. do? <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it. I love animal documentaries, and I watched an owl documentary. I got I got news for y'all out there. If if you're on the the owls uh, menu, you got no chance. Mm-mm. Man, you got they they're, they're stealth. You can't they, hear them. You got they, they can see perfectly at night. They're hunting machines. And you're some mouse. Yeah. You think you're gonna ease out ease out there and eat some seeds? You, you know, ever, you every got, now and then we get one on a on a wildlife game you camera. You know, swooping in to pick up something on the field. It's yeah. pretty mm. impressive. You ain't got a chance. They they don't even make noise. Mm. One of them picked Adler up one time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. you know he's saying to him, don't you? Hey, little person. <laughs> hey, little person. <laughs> Sing it like an owl. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Greg, of course, is owl talk for hey, little person. It is. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at old horned owl. Look at that horned owl coming. You ain't got Look a chance. That. Oh, my goodness. In slow motion, that is just so Look at his impressive. face. Look at the focus. Oh, he's focused. Uh-huh. You see everything. You're, what, you're going to come out and keep around. Under, the deadly talent. You're going to keep around under the moonlight and get you some seeds? You ain't, you're dead. Yeah. It's mm. over. I, they showed an owl just go on the move, and and, and they, then they showed the little thing that didn't know he was about to die, and he had no chance. No. He I, he lo- I love thing. those slow motion footage of things like that, where you just see the, how graceful they are. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. How, how about let's face it, our birds of prey—they're they, they top of the list. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're 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 amazing killing machines, aren't they? Oh, that's it, designed to kill. I mean, they, mm-hmm. hey, they they, they are they, on attack. Hey, they bring down death from above. Don't no, they? they do. Man. Golly, you wonder how anybody ever gets away. Uh, <laughs>
every now and then somebody will, will get away, but it's rare. Oh, they'll fumble rare. one. You know, mm-hmm. get a don't get a clean pickup. Right. What about when they got a snake and they go by you? Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. a lot of times they drop them. I you don't know. want to be under it. Well, that snake's trying to get away. Hard to wrapping around Bubba's neck. Drop it right <laughs> <on it>. mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't we see that in foot in footage one time? What is it? Oh, look at this. Here we go. What? No, that's not. What but, is this? What is look at that little that'll, bunny that'll, that'll rabbit. Like, do that. Yeah, but that'll come say, on. That's some kind of. That looks like some mm-hmm. kind of like a that pigeon going after. Bigger than he is. Man. That rabbit couldn't take old bald eagle. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's a big animal. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, 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 a lot seen, of wind. What, what about when they have the old big old golden eagle and he's got he's got him stretched out wide? Yes, sir. And they coming down. Would you? Would you not know, look at that. He's trying to get a deer. Good gracious. Or is he going for something else behind the deer? Surely ain't going after the deer. Nope, going after the deer. You know what that is? That's a, that's a bold owl. Yeah, right it there. is. He's, like, he's, he's a lot stronger than I think he is. Thanks for being with us. Wrapping up our time together with most of you. If you want to be on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, it'll be phone calls today. Rick and Bubba's guest today, America. Call us beginning at 10.30 a.m. Central Time at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.